0: you found the courage to return to Borovia and begin the real story of Curse of Stroudania, a Legends of Aventris podcast. Last time, in the prologue of this adventure, five lost souls joined together in a doomed expedition. Their journey led them through the mist and into the dark domains of dread and death, leaving the world of Aventris behind. Now, our protagonists stand on the edge of Barovia village, staring up at the rickety old building that locals call the Death House. And more alarmingly, two small children warn of a monster waiting inside. Let us see if they can survive the horrors lurking within. As always, the audio quality reflects our humble beginnings, but does improve over time. With that out of the way, let us venture into Chapter 1, Death House.
1: Through
2: the thicket of trees and brush, you find yourself walking up to a strange row house, flanked on either side by dilapidated houses covered in boarding. This house is quiet and eerie. And as you look up at the rotting, moss-covered porch, you hear the whimpering of childlike voices. Stepping out of the shadow of the portico entrance to this house, you see a small girl, no more than maybe 10, dark hair, purple, embroidered dress goes down to about her knees black stockings, laced up black boots, her hair in a strange updo, the likes of which none of you have ever seen. And clutching, shivering against her hand is an even smaller child, a little boy in a purple cloak, a cloth doll um, held firmly in one of his arms, a single button on his face to represent the eyes, the other one having fallen off and a lopsided grin can tell this doll is well loved as he shivers and whimpers. She holds him a little bit closer, and she looks out at all of you and she says,
1: "There is a monster in our house."
3: Uh, I'll call up the to them. Uh, uh, do you, do you, do you live in this house here?
1: Yes, we do live in this house. We can't go inside because there is a monster in there. Little Thorne won't go in. He's so scared.
4: What What? What kind of monster are you
5: talking about?
1: I don't know. My mommy and my daddy said that this is a monster and we cannot go in.
5: Where is your mother and your father, child? They're
1: inside. Our little baby Walter, my, my little baby brother, he's inside there too. What What if the monster gets him?
6: What manner of monster plagues this household child?
1: I literally just said I
6: don't
3: know. Well, um, don't worry. Uh first I have a few questions, if you don't mind. Um, do you, what what where are we right now? We are in the land of Barovia. In the village of Barovia. I thought so. So Barovia is both a land and a village, of course, of course. And I'll like I'll start writing stuff down. Um, um well, uh the, the the monster inside, um uh, Mr. Shepherd, here, it, it's his specialty,
4: what so... What if it
1: gets my little baby brother? He is so small, he can't even walk on his own.
4: Uh, are, are you concerned about the safety of your parents as well?
1: My parents are very strong. They protect us. They let us come outside, so we do not have to be hurt by the monster.
5: Can I insight check the kid to see if this is a trap? Uh, 23. She seems to be completely
2: yes. honest. Okay. <sighs>
6: I'll step forward, Please. and uh, I'm going to get as closest to the children as they'll let me. And I'll be holding my lantern, and uh, it'll be <laughs> revealing anything <laughs> invisible uh, within, uh, it's a within cool lantern. 30 feet of me. I will then kind of shine my lantern and illuminate both their faces as I look. And I'll kneel down, and I'll extend my hand, and I'll say, Do you believe okay, in the cleansing this. power of fire?
1: I'm what you mean, but I don't want my house to be burned down. Yeah. I have a dollhouse. I, I don't want to lose my dollies. Just and as you look child, around, you
2: see that you hold your lantern up. And though you are communicating directly with these children, you're scanning the ground around them, looking for anything that might be hidden in the distance behind, and you don't see anything. It looks like it is a house and a child. I'm right? sorry.
4: Don't, don't scare the children.
1: Oh no,
2: Thorne, you are so scared. You're so scared. Then she holds her little brother tighter and can see as small teardrops begin to streak down his face, he's shaking violently as he clutches this doll and holds on to her hand.
6: Beneath the blazing dragon fire of Garrick's, there is nothing to be afraid of, children. The cleansing power of fire will burn this Sarnix, monster that, to that'll, ash.
5: that'll be enough. Sarnix, that I, I'm not I will sure. step forward.
3: It's, it's, it's quite not the time for that, I don't, I don't believe.
5: Children, and I'll, I'll
7: kneel down and just take the girl's hand. What he means to say is that things in the shadow can be quite frightful, but perhaps a bit of light shed on them will make you see that there's nothing to be afraid of.
2: She kind of looks between you and, and Sarnax, and
1: he looks like one of our toys that Thorn plays with. It is a little dinosaur. Yes,
2: that's right. A
7: little dinosaur. That's all he is. It is one of Thorn's
1: is. favorite toys. And you see that Thorn for a second kind
2: of smiles up at Sarnax and then shrinks away. You are very pretty. Oh thank you child.
1: are you going to are you going to save
4: my brother from the monster? Professor I, I think if we've got time we, we, we got to check
3: this out. We can't leave these poor children here alone. We, we do have the invitation but uh, young children uh, if we go inside and uh, defeat this monster may I maybe investigate and take a look around as we do so?
1: In the house
3: Yes, of course.
1: Are you going to save my little brother? Uh,
3: yes, yes, very much so.
1: That is all that I want. I want my mommy and my daddy and my little brother, Walter.
3: Uh, all right, well, well, yes, um, my good man, uh, shepherd here, he will, um, he, he, he specializes in defeating monsters, so uh, you have nothing to worry about. Now, don't you worry. I've seen plenty of monsters in my
4: day and I'm sure that this will just be another one on the old belt notch.
1: Are you a monster? Your, your skin is so red and your horns are so large. Uh,
4: well, uh, I've gotten that once or twice, but uh, no, I, I assure you, I'm, I'm here to help.
1: If you are a monster, you look like a kind monster. And if you save my brother, Walter, then you will be my favorite monster.
4: I, I promise you, we'll, we'll bring it back safe and sound.
5: I want to walk up next to Victoria and kneel down as well and hold out my hand and say, what is your name, child? I am Kana." And you see as she reluctantly lets go of Victoria's hand and she reaches over and grabs yours.
1: My name is Rose and this is my brother, Thorn. Oh.
5: Rose and Thorn, and- Rose
1: Falda, but I prefer Rose because it is much more pretty. It's like a flower.
5: It is a very beautiful name, a strong name.
1: Thank you, my mommy gave it to me.
5: Do and you what ha- about
1: that
7: little one? And I'll point to the doll.
1: He does not have a name, not that I know. You could ask for
7: I'll just kind of nod at him. And
2: roll, a, roll a
0: persuasion check.
6: Children, we are the monsters that the monsters shall be afraid of. Ten. Fear not. Garrix watches over this house now.
2: <laughs> he looks at you and he, he holds his doll tightly and, for a second, you you see him open his mouth as if he's about to, to speak, and and he ducks his head back down against Rose, and he says something.
3: All ready? Uh, yes, yes, indeed.
5: Uh, Do you have any other family nearby that you could stay with? Is it safe for you to be out here by yourself?
1: It is much more safe than if we were inside. And we do have family, but not in the village of Barovian. I would not want to risk walking to one of the other villages alone. We will wait for my parents.
4: Stay out of sight, stay safe, and we'll be back very quickly.
1: Thank you. Please make sure that Walter is okay. Let him know that I love him very much. And let my mom know that I am protecting Thorne, just like she said to
7: I'm sure she'll be quite
4: proud. Um, I'm going to move my cloak aside and ready judgment in in a, in a like as a drawing motion as I step towards the door to try the handle.
2: you see that his uh, that both of the children's eyes kind of go wide as they see you unholster one of these weapons at your side and for a second they step back a little bit but you see as Rose kind of looks up to you, uh, looks up at you and he's a good monster
6: I, I'll stand behind Shepard, and I'm going to adjust my uh, my lantern to uh, a cone—a conical business—the okay. uh, bullseye.
5: I'll remain standing, cut protectively in front of the children in the back until um, I feel like it's safe.
7: Okay. I think if we are to proceed, we should proceed together.
5: I agree completely,
3: and uh, this place—we haven't seen it in action, but I've. Based on all my research, it's very dangerous, so we should proceed with caution, and um, perhaps the three of you might go first, and uh, Victoria, you and I, let's leave no stone unturned and take as many notes as you can. I'd be happy to, Professor. Well, thank you. Uh...
2: You begin to approach the house. There is a portico at the front. It's an enclosure, a gated enclosure, before you get to the actual insides of the house. As you approach the entranceway to this dilapidated old house, you are met with the looming shadow of a large arched wrought iron gate. Rusted hinges on one side and a lock on the other as it fills the archway of the stone portico that is the only visible entrance to this strange house. The gate seems to be unlocked, and as you swing it open, the rusty hinges shriek and echo across the still night air. Stepping into the portico, you are now faced with a set of weathered oaken doors. Flanking these doors and hanging from the ceiling by rusted metal chains are two oil lamps. As you reach for the oaken doors, the lamps above your head ignite and begin to cast a faint yellow glow all around the portico. The children make no move to follow inside. They do not seem to be startled by the appearance of the light.
5: I uh, close the door behind us, making Can eye contact with the children, and I bow and give them a sure nod and close the door.
6: And then I'll step forward behind Shepard, Be illuminating careful, his way. careful,
5: get eaten by the
2: monster! She says to you as you close <laughs> the portico behind you.
4: Lead the Shall way, Shepard. Uh, uh, of, of course, Sarnax. Uh, I, I gotta say, though, that thing about us being the monsters that make the monsters scap, I might steal that. You should, it is true. And I, I proceed forward. <laughs> you for and reason. I are the monsters that they, they will be afraid of. It makes me feel a bit better about all the uh, comments I've received in my life. So.
3: Oh, I like that. That's very intimidating. Perhaps we should keep that in. Uh, we should keep that handy in case we meet any other uh, villagers along the way. Concur.
4: So we'll Carry that. on, and I'll, I'll. I guess I'll. I'll move forward.
2: You're gonna open the front door. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'll try the I'll try the handle, assuming seeing if it's locked or not.
2: It doesn't seem okay. to yes, be unlocked, or it doesn't seem to be locked. Oh, okay. As you enter the foyer of this decrepit but grand house, you are met with faintly worn wooden floors leading to a mahogany framed set of double doors, inlaid with panes of stained glass depicting a large windmill and sprawling fields. Along the northern wall are two unlit oil lamps ensconced on the wall. Adorning the middle of the south wall, this is a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms featuring a stylized windmill on a red fiel- field. Flanked by the coat of arms are framed portraits of stony-faced aristocrats. The portraits, covered in a thick layer of dust and age, seem to be long-dead members of the family that own this house. Their resemblance to the children is faint, but it is there nonetheless.
4: Uh, if, uh, if the door's
2: unlocked, I'm going to turn the handle... Open the door. You're gonna head even further in? Yes. Okay. Oh, so you guys would be right there at the edge of the, the map. So okay, like so that's the portico. Yep. And then what I just described is that okay, long so. area right there. So you can kind of see the things I'll be they're next to you. Faintly. Did you, did you say like what the condition like is it does it look
7: like it's been lived in and it's yeah. clean
2: or it's it's Yeah, like I mean it's it's like it like faintly worn floors, but everything seems to be clean. So it's okay. not
3: like Alphonse Manor style, like totally right. decrepit. No, no, there's
2: people okay. that have been you're taking care. Of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And so you are. You're heading towards these, uh, these arched oaken doors with the stained glass inlaid into them. You reach out. You turn your. Uh, you turn the knob, and you find yourselves spilling out into a wide hall that seems to run the width of the house. Along the north wall sits a black marble fireplace that roars to life the moment you enter the room. As the fire begins to take in heavy gulps of air to fuel its flames, you watch as the thick layer of dust that was once covering the entirety of this room begins to dance and undulate around you as it slowly settles into new places. Your eyes are quickly drawn to the mantelpiece above the fire, mounted on the wall is a longsword, shimmering in the newfound light. As you look closely at it, you can barely make out the cameo of a windmill worked into the hilt. The wood-paneled walls are innately sculpted with images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. Your eyes follow the decorative paneling to the south wall where a red marble staircase circles upward to the second floor. A few closed wooden doors dot the landscape of this room. One in particular, smaller than the others. The middle door to the east sits ajar.
6: So I'm going to, to step over to the fireplace and I'm going to crouch down as I peer into it. And I'm going to shift my uh, lantern to um, to hood it. So 30 feet all around. And I'm going to observe like, this fire was generated unnaturally. And I'm going to try to investigate it, see do I get any sense of like devilishness or anything unnatural, I guess. Uh,
2: roll, uh, roll an arcana check. And I would like to listen while he's doing that and see if we hear anything around us. Okay, roll perception check.
6: Arcana check will be a hot four.
2: (laughs) Looking at the fire, you see that there are dried um, bits of wood um, kindling as well in this fire. And though it seemed to appear out of nowhere, the flames are the familiar flames of a normally lit fire. And if you didn't know any better, you would imagine that someone had lit it.
3: Um, do I recognize the windmill coat of arms?
2: No, you would not. I've got a
5: twenty-two on perception. Uh,
2: you listen and you hear the creaking of wood and above your head and under your feet, but aside from just the normal sounds of an old house moving about in what was a fairly windy evening, um, you don't hear any noises that would cause you alarm.
5: I want to kneel down and swipe my hand on the ground and pick up some of the dust and, and investigate it and see if uh, any of the stirrings on the floor or up the stairs appear to have unusual footsteps. Uh, roll
2: a, an investigation check for me.
5: 17.
2: Looking around, you take, uh, you take special notice to the dust as it's slowly settling in new areas and you look for what would have looked like um, unusual footprints, et cetera, and you don't see anything. The floor itself seems to have not been disturbed for a while. Though the house is not in disrepair, it does look like it is not well used, at least this area.
4: Now, if this is really a search and rescue mission, we need to do this quickly, we need to get in and out, and we need to be careful of whatever potential monster those poor children are talking I think we clear the first floor first before we move up to the second floor.
5: I see no sign of movement on this floor. If the monster is here, I don't think it's necessarily in this room. Perhaps the children's imagination has just carried away with them.
4: I'd like to uh, make a use my uh, favored enemy monstrosities to try to make a survival check to track a monster.
2: Go ahead and roll a survival check then. Uh, roll it at advantage because you're looking for monstrosities. Uh, twenty total. Mm. You watch as um, as Shepherd kind um, his eyes go a little uh, squinted as he begins to focus heavily, and he's looking around. You see as he's inspecting and listening, honing his hunter's nature, and you realize that though you can't tell the location, there do appear there does appear to be some sort of monstrosity that abounds in this house.
4: All right, that's that's what I was concerned about it. Concerned about what? That what have you found? That was not those children's imaginations. There is something monstrous in there's, this house. There is a monster in this house. It's so we just,
7: there, Mr. We
4: j- it's, I've been in this line of business for a while, miss, and, and
3: we just need to proceed with caution. No, I knew you were good. Money was spent. Um, <laughs> But addressed. if we may, I mean, remember we have a purpose here. This is an expedition, so, I agree, going floor to floor, making sure we clear every room, and I'd like to at least take the time to investigate. Um, Just don't let your guard down, Professor. Of of course, no, that's why, uh, if you don't mind, he'll go first. Point the direction, sir. I'll go with you. Yes, uh, feel free, as long as we investigate every room, it's dealer's choice. You said there was a door open to the east.
2: Yes, there is a door to the east. So you'll see that the little white lines that I tried to keep showing, even when the things are down, those are doors. Oh, okay. Yeah, so same. you can see that right. there's like one small square. That what? door is ajar. This one back here? That's the one. Okay. Right. Oh, not that, okay. So it's, then- it's covered currently. Okay. So if you look, there's like a small square of yes. covering. Okay. That's fine. Yes.
4: So seeing that, I'll start to proceed towards the open door carefully.
2: So go ahead and pull off that piece of...
4: So this one right here?
2: Nope, it's this that one. This one. That little one right oh. there.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Ooh. As you swing the door open, the hinges groan and the wood creaks, but the settling dust seems to consume most of the sound. The door opens to a small coat closet. Several black cloaks hang from hooks on the wall. A lonely top hat sits on the highest shelf.
4: I, uh... I take my hat off, (laughs) and I take the top hat, and I put it on, and I turn to the professor, and I say, uh, how do I
3: look? Um... You know, it's it's presentable. It doesn't quite fit the rest of your garb. It's but. fine. I'm just pulling your leg, <laughs> Professor. I put the hat back and I put the hat back on. And we shouldn't. We certainly shouldn't steal from these it's, fine It's people. just a
4: coat closet. Let's let's, let's see, see if
3: we
6: to. can find uh, another entrance to another room here. I'll casually just guide my lantern into the closet, take a look, and then follow Shepard and uh, Connor.
2: You do that, you see exactly the same thing as you use your lantern to look for things that may be hidden. You peer it into the recesses of the closet and you see that it is a simple coat closet. Um, uh, I, roll in, in, no, no, it's a simple coat, coat, coat closet.
4: Um, I'm going to just move to the right and uh, I guess take a look at one of these two rooms.
2: You just let me know which one.
4: And I'll randomly pick this one to try the handle and see if I can open the door.
2: You reach your hand out and you slowly turn the knob and it does not give you any resistance. As you enter the small room, it appears to be a quaint... You can pull the piece off. As you enter the small room, it appears to be a quaint and tidy kitchen area. Dishware, cookware, and utensils are neatly placed on shelves. A work table sits against the southern wall. A cutting board and rolling pins sit perfectly placed atop it. Towards the back of the room, a stone dome-shaped oven stands near the eastern wall its bent iron stovepipe connecting to a hole in the ceiling. Behind the stove, to the left, is a thin door propped open on its rusted hinges. The shadows flitting around the room make it hard to fully ascertain, but it appears to be a fairly well-stocked pantry.
4: I'll just, uh... Do you, do you, do you everything safe in there? Uh, professor, it just seems to be a kitchen. Oh, let
3: me just take a quick look around.
2: The pantry seems to be nearly free of dust. The large wooden shelving house all manner of dried foods, from raw grains to breads and pastas and to salted or dried meats. It appears to be fresh, and the thick layer of dust that you've become accustomed to does not seem to linger in this room. Behind a small door in the southwest corner of the kitchen is a dumbwaiter, about two foot wide stone shaft containing a wooden elevator box attached to the simple rope and pulley mechanism that must be operated manually. Hanging on the wall next to the dumbwaiter is a tiny brass bell attached to the wall by wires. Looking at it, you begin to move your hands around it. And you, you feel into it. And you imagine that it could hold a person that was of a small size and not weighing more than 200 pounds. But other than that, it seems like its ability to lift a person of your stature or anybody in your party's stature, it wouldn't be able to hold you. Uh, You play with the pulley a little bit and you see that it does seem to be working.
3: Seems to be a simple kitchen. There's there's a dumbwaiter back here, but uh, it seems to be functioning. Um, These people are certainly well off. Are you satisfied, Professor? I'm I'm very satisfied. Continue, please, Mr. Shepard. I'll just uh, step back out.
2: And what are are the rest of you guys doing while he's investigating the kitchen? Uh, I'm
5: basically keeping an eye on behind us, see if anything crawls up. Okay. I'm trying to because I don't have dark vision, so I'm kind of seeing what I can within the,
2: the light of Sarnak. The um the uh, fireplace had illuminated the okay. entire room. Is filled with light. Okay, cool. So, so you I, can you can see just fine while while
6: he's doing that, I would just like to step to the marble or the ruby. It's like a red. It's a red
2: marble. A red
6: mar- the red staircase. marble staircase. Kind of run my claws along it to get a uh, to investigate a little bit and then look. the Can you up
2: roll stairway. a perception check for me? I will do that. And then wow, I wanted to just tonight. step back into the kind of vestibule and look at, those are the portraits there, right?
5: Yes. i let Let's kind eight. of get a closer
2: look okay. at the portraits. Uh, you, you look around at the staircase and it seems to be in near pristine condition. Um, having been so close to the fireplace and inspecting the marble there, it seems like it's a very similar type of marble, maybe even potentially from the same quarry, but the difference in color is vast. This is a stark crimson red versus the deep, the deep inky black of the fireplace. Really well. And then you are taking a look at the portraits. The portraits themselves look to be um, uh, definitely hand-painted. Uh, there are two on either side. Um, and you can tell by the the dress and just the wear on these paintings. It's not unusually worn, um, but that these paintings are definitely old. There is the, the faint look to these people um, that they are related to those children. They have similar face shapes. um, On some of them, a similar nose or similar um, set eyes. Uh, But there are no names or placards beneath them to give you any idea of who they were.
3: Uh, All right, well, uh, shall we proceed?
4: Um, Yeah, I I would have just stepped out of the uh, kitchen area with the professor and gone to the next available door, which is This big room here. Yeah.
2: Okay, go ahead and remove the... As you enter through the large oak double doors, you find yourselves in a dark dining room. The masterpiece of this wood-paneled room is a carved mahogany table placed in the very center. The table is surrounded by eight high-backed chairs with sculpted armrests and cushioned seats. A crystal chandelier hangs above the table and reflects dancing light around the perimeter of the room. The table is laden with resplendent silverware and crystalware polished to a dazzling shine. Along the northern wall is another black marble fireplace. Mounted above it is a mahogany-framed painting of an alpine veil. The wall paneling is carved with elegant images of deer frolicking among the trees, and red silk drapes cover the windows along the eastern wall. At first glance, they appear in immaculate condition, but as you run your hands over them, puffs of dust billow from them, and the dry fibers of the cloth split where your fingers put too much pressure. As your eyes scan the entirety of the room, your attention is drawn to the south wall, where a large embroidered tapestry stretches across the entirety of the wall, held in place by an iron hanging rod. It depicts horse-mounted aristocrats and their hunting dogs as they make chase after a wolf. Uh,
4: Professor, uh, something doesn't feel right here. Um, I'm just, uh, I've noticed different
3: levels of use amongst these rooms, and something doesn't seem quite right to me. Yes, it seems that the kitchen was well-used without dust, and yet here we are, the fabric is splitting beneath our fingers. Um, Can I investigate the table to see if it's been used recently?
2: Go ahead and roll a perception check. You begin to investigate this room. The table itself, uh, looking at the silverware and the glassware, it looks like it was recently placed on this table. Um... Very little dust hangs in the air except for that which was stirred up as you were moving around and uh, messing with the heavy curtains against the wall. Um, It looks like the table was set for dinner, at least recently. Um, You begin to run your hands along the paneling in this room and you've noticed a trend, the, the beautiful paneling in each room that you've moved to. And as you actually begin to take a look at it, you see that... This doesn't just depict the deer frolicking among trees, but interspersed throughout it are twisted faces carved into the tree trunks and wolves lurking amongst the foliage.
5: Is this on the tapestry or just the painting? The wood paneling. The wood paneling, okay. Um, I wanna walk up to the tapestry area and just uh, with my glaive uh, try to peel it back and see if there's anything behind it.
2: You say you're easily able to do that and you see that it is just the wall of the house behind it.
3: Uh, Samax?
6: Yes, Professor?
2: Um, those twi- Do you
3: see the twisted faces in the trees? It looks an awful lot like that horrific thing on your left arm.
2: And it does.
6: <laughs> I'll look down at my shield and uh, seeing the, the faces within, I'll look down at the at the wood table. Does, do I get any kind of sense of any similarity here?
2: They look very similar, but you don't believe them to be the same things.
6: There seems to be more at work here, Professor, than a simple family beset by ill fortune. And, and you're sure you've never been here before, Saurnax? I have never been here, despite my land's connection to this. There could be similar use of lost and wayward souls beyond the plains and in our home plain.
7: I find that old places often hold many secrets and I'll clasp my hands around my beads and uh, pray for the guiding light of Illumater to reveal secrets within 30 feet of me.
2: Perfect. You see that around this room, it seems that the strange faces and the wolves begin to glow. You can tell that they were hidden there in secret, and you feel pulled back into the main entryway. And as you do so, your attention is drawn to the wood paneling here, where what you had originally thought were just the images of vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs. You actually see serpents and skulls inconspicuously woven into the designs as well. You feel that you're almost pulled in many directions, but in the areas that you have been in so far, those are the things that you are drawn to.
7: I can feel secrets all around us. This, this is a darker place than it might seem at first glance.
2: So now looking at it, you its you almost feel like it should have been hard to miss. Now that you know it's here, it's so obvious the way that these, uh, this depiction was carved in, along with the beauty of the scene that you had orid- originally been met with.
4: Uh, uh, miss Isaacs, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't see it before. i got a keen eye on it. Yeah,
3: good. Good eye, Victoria. Uh,
7: My God, sheds light on many things for me. Oh, I'm gonna reach out. As and just... does
6: mine. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see whose light shines the brightest.
7: I suppose we shall, Mister mm-hmm. Somax.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: I'm gonna just tap on one of the paneling and just see. Does it sound solid or does it have? It does. It does. Okay.
2: I'll say with your item, if there was more, like if it were a trap door or something okay. like that, you would um, be able to see the outline or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting! Because oh, yeah. that is job. your vestige, so it is more powerful than just normal things.
4: Cool. I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling whatever might have taken residence in this home is probably not on this floor. But we need to make sure we've covered every nook and cranny before we head up those uh, <clears throat> delightful stairs.
3: I agree. And who knows what clues are hiding within each room? So. I think we've learned all we can here. Let's continue. I believe there's only
6: one room left,
2: Professor.
5: I'll walk up to the remaining door and try the handle.
2: You pull open this large oaken door, heavier than the others so far, and it leads you into an oak-paneled room that resembles a hunter's den. Along the southern wall sits another black marble fireplace. Mounted above the mantle is a stag's head, and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three large stuffed wolves. Two padded chairs draped in animal furs face the hearth. An oak table nestled between them, supporting a cask of wine, two carved wooden goblets, a pipe rack, and a candelabrum. In the back corner of the room, a chandelier hangs above a cloth-covered table, surrounded by four elegantly carved wooden chairs. Two cabinets stand against the walls. The cabinet to the east is a large mahogany cabinet, with what appears to be a lone wolf howling at the moon carved into its towering double doors a lock rusted and old is firmly attached to at the handles the cabinet to the north is significantly smaller and less ornate it does not seem to have or be locked the only adornments to the front are two small silver handles and does my does anything glow in here for me um in here no
4: it doesn't look like the children or the parents might be in here I suggest we don't linger. We gotta try to find them as quickly as possible. I I won't hold you up. I know you have notes to take and things to research,
3: but I don't I don't think we spent too much time down here. I take a quick look, like a. Just, I just wanna kinda of like glance around to see if I- anything strikes me as strange. There's a significance
6: yes. to the wolf iconography. We should not trust anything in the effigy of a wolf. And I'm gonna step forward and try to investigate all that business.
2: Okay, roll a... I got an 18
6: in my perception check, I assume.
2: Perfect. You look around the room, and this is very similar to the dining room, In the same way that uh, it seems that uh, this had appears to have been recently used. The um, decanter that is on the small oaken table between the chairs um, is nearly full, but you can see where um, some had been spilled when a glass had been poured recently. Um, You walk around the edges of the room, the wolves themselves are definitely taxidermied. Um, and they seem old, but they seem like they're in fairly good condition. Um, the main things that draw your eye are the locked cabinet with the rusty the rusty latch and then the other single cabinet against the side of the walls. Those seem to be the only other things in this room.
4: Sarnax, you've said some very pertinent things. I uh, understand
6: wolves, but I've never quite had a liking for them. Neither have I, neither have I. I'm gonna, the, the cabinet is locked. Yes. I'm going to step over to it and just kind of take a look and, and just gently kind of touch it, just to make to see if it, it opens. The, the cabinet. Which one? Oh, uh, the one between two wolves. The That's one bad.
2: between. This bad boy. The
6: one between two Between two wolves is my new podcast.
2: You attempt to pull on it, and the lock seems to be old. It looks like it would definitely be fairly easy to pick, but it is locked. Now, now,
6: Sarnax, this isn't our home. I don't think we should be rooting around in other people's things. This is not our home, but there are many secrets in the strange area we find ourselves in. We are in grave danger, I presume. And if there is a significance to the wolves, perhaps we should get the most information.
3: We can. That's fair, and why would there be something locked in this cabinet? Do you think there could be something inside? Uh, valuables, most likely. I mean, let's be realistic here. Do you mind if I take a look?
7: My father had a hunting room just like this, and it was often that he hid his weapons, for safety.
3: There could be untold knowledge in, in there. Um, if, if, if you may, if you may, I'm gonna, uh, Curio, my case is gonna lift up and open, um, and I'm going to take out a set of uh, thieves' tools. Roll a deck, check. Monum and cast mage hand, and I'm going to hand one piece of my mage hand, and I'm going to go in with my mage hand and the other. I'm going to. Uh, you
2: technically can't do that because you're not an arcane trickster, but. i cool.
3: Arcane trickster, you can have their mage hand literally do yeah. it. Yeah, like,
2: that's what I'm so, saying. Roll so. a cool all like, cool. out. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't do it like a from no, you, you got to be there so doing I'm it gonna get gonna yourself. I can't act like this. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making a thief's tools check? Yeah. You are making a dex check. Oh, I, don't that, have, I don't have proficiency or anything. Nope. It just says you just make a dex Ten. check. Okay. You, you take your thieves' tools, and with the help of this um, strange, illusory hand, you are able to get the tines exactly where you need to. The rust on this lock has worn away the tumbler on the inside, and you pop it in just the right spot as it pops open. Um oh. You are able to open the the cabinet here, and inside you find a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, and twenty bolts for each. It seems to be nothing more than a weapon rack. It's a weapon safe. It's just as I said.
3: Uh, they seem that they. Were Your mind
2: handy. is brought back to the tapestry you saw of the aristocrat hunting wolves in the dining room.
5: Perhaps you should lock it, and we should move along. Do not keep evidence that we have been rifling through their things in their home.
3: Well, nothing is taken. We must just be thorough, that is all, and I'll close it and... I don't have a way to lock it again, do I? No. I you
5: close the lock? Oh, it's not like a... <laughs> no, because it, he broke it with the thing, because it's a old lock. Okay, got it. Well, well, well,
3: uh, nothing taken. We are, we are simply are not thieves. Let's continue.
4: We have to head upstairs. Agreed. 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 Um, either way. Now, I need everybody to be extra careful and extra on guard because we do not know what awaits us.
3: Yes, of course, please do lead the way. I'll stay close behind. I'll, uh, I'll be right behind you. Yeah, I'll help the stairs.
2: As you ascend the spiraling red marble staircase, your footfalls echo off of the cold stone and every labored breath sounds as if they are booming in your ears. As you crest over the final step and find yourself in the landing, you are met with a sight of unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls of this elegant hall. The red marble staircase continues to spiral upward and a cold draft descends the staircase from the floor above and causes the hair on your arms to stand on end. Directly in front of you on the north wall is yet another black marble fireplace. Hanging above the mantelpiece is a wood-framed family portrait. Beneath the painting, a small silver placard reads, Gustav and Elizabeth Durst with family. As you glance back to the painting, your eyes are met with the lifelike eyes of Gustav and Elizabeth and their two smiling children, Rose and Thorn. cradled in the father's arms is a swaddled baby, which the mother seems to guard with a hint of scorn. Pulling your eyes from the painting, they dart over standing suits of armor that flank two wooden doors, one on the east wall and one on the west. The suits of armor stand guard as if protecting the contents of the rooms, each suit clutching a spear and wearing a visored helm in the shape of a wolf's head. The doors that they stand guard beside are expertly carved to depict scenes of dancing youths.
6: How old does this look?
5: Roll a perception check. Can I do as well? Looking on the left, his opposite <laughs> side. Yeah, go for it. yeah, that's Yeah, uh, Na- Natural one. Five. 14? Fourteen? Rich.
2: Uh, looking around, you... Begin to look at the fading colors of the of the wallpaper above the wood paneling, and you see that though it's not a drastic difference, it looks like it's older than what you'd experience downstairs, and a little bit less kept um, kept up or kept.
4: Did we notice standing outside how many floors the house was? Um, so, give or take.
2: Yes, roughly about four. Okay.
5: I want to kneel down and do what I did earlier, inspect for footprints and see if, if there are any, what direction they're going in, and what kind of shape they might be. Okay, roll a perception check.
6: I'll cast my light over the uh, statues. I would recommend not touching these suits of armor.
2: <laughs> 10. Agreed. Looking around, the dust here is thicker on the floor. It'd be a lot easier for you to see footprints if someone had um, made their way through this hallway and you can't see a single footprint. It doesn't look like anyone's walked this hallway for a while.
3: Um, Based on the appearance of this family portrait, it seems to be quite old. And given that the children that we met outside couldn't have been older than 10, 12?
4: 10. This is very curious. Something's not right here, Professor. I
3: do not like this at all. Not one bit. Very curious. And I'll just start taking notes. Um, and I'll just kind of be sketching sort of just very roughly the things I find interesting. Um, I want to just walk up and I won't touch it based on certain nice things. I want to look at a suit of armor and just see if I notice kind of... Does it feel like Strigan armor, like from Striga? Or is it like it's, to- it's a totally... Roll a perception thing.
2: check for me. 22. You walk up but you make sure not to touch these suits of armor and you're looking for anything that might signal to you that this was Strigan made and there is nothing about it that looks like it would have come from striga there is um there is an elegance to it but it's not the same type of elegance that you would be used to in something that would be this high quality in striga and the wolf's head itself um doesn't look like the common Strigan wolves there's it's fun, Stricken. Um, there's a, a ferocity to it that is unlike anything that you've seen um, in life. I will say with that rule, however, that your eyes glance down to the wood paneling along this hall. And what looks to be the depiction of dancing youths is actually, in some cases, youths that are fighting off swarms of bats as they chase them. Through alleyways, or not alleyways, through um, hallways.
3: More depictions of violence. You see here, children fighting horrible swarms of flying beasts. Seems like. of bad creatures.
5: Unusual choice for wallpaper.
3: Yes, yes, my thoughts exactly.
5: I've never Um, seen such
7: things. This entire house is rather unusual.
6: And very old. Perhaps. The individuals in this town have it as a fact of life that they are eternally beset by horrible creatures of the night, wolves, bats, perhaps we will find more.
3: Well, either way, this is a violent place and we've seen evidence of this all around us. Um, Mr. Morgan, if you could, or Shepherd, excuse me, uh, if you could just uh, please, please lead the way and stand in front of me. I uh, I take a coin out of my pocket and
4: I flip I it in the air.
2: Oh, excellent. That was an excellent flip. <laughs>
4: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going right. So we're going uh, east. We're going east. Going
5: east? And the mantle is—is—is is, is it a blaze on this level too, or it is is not. not a blaze? So okay. the
2: only light that swirls around you now is that which is illuminating from Sarnax's lantern. But it does give you enough light that, for okay. the sake of how small these areas are, you are not going to be um, dealing with the repercussions of darkness.
4: Then uh, yeah, I'll turn the handle and uh, step through if I
2: can. You turn the handle and you make your way into this room. Red velvet drapes cover the windows of this room. An exquisite mahogany desk and a matching high-back chair face the entrance and the fireplace, above which hangs a framed painting of a windmill perched atop a rocky crag. Situated in corners of the room are two overstuffed chairs. Floor to ceiling bookshelves line the south wall. A rolling wooden ladder allows one to more easily reach the high shelves. These bookshelves seem to hold hundreds of tomes, covering a range of topics, including history, warfare, and alchemy. There also appears to be several shelves containing a first edition, collected works of poetry and fiction. Though also covered in dust, everything in this room seems to be in near perfect condition.
5: I'd like Is everyone to- Is Yeah, I'd like to walk yeah, we'll... in, and if I spot the warfare book, I'd like to walk up and open it and see if I can gather anything.
2: There, there are many books about warfare. So it's just kind of a rough idea of the types of books that you had seen here. Okay. But you're, you're welcome to start pulling books off and look through them. I am not Derek so I don't have a list of all the books that would be in here. But yeah. You do that. And if you want to pocket a warfare book, go for it. I would and listen, I will write something some Actually,
3: you. I love
7: books. <laughs> <laughs> what here. I
2: said,
7: yeah. <laughs> would not- we <laughs> notice
2: this little jut out from the wall? What little jut out from the wall? The little jut out. The old little jet. I, out. I can't see where you're pointing. So the
7: the the place that has no doors. No, we wouldn't see that. No, that's all wall. That a- yeah, I'm just saying because like it comes out at an angle. Would we think to to say, hey, should there be
2: something behind there? And it's okay if it's we'll not. Like, Probably yeah. not. Yeah. It, okay. Because that's like the type of place where pipes and stuff would be. Okay. Like from. Okay, so it's not a
3: pillar or yeah.
2: Yeah, things like that. Wait, so, so I didn't see a elevator well, no, no, there.
3: Hmm? I didn't see a dumbwaiter there. I saw the dumbwaiter over in this corner. Yes, the dumbwaiter
2: was in the opposite corner. Cool. So, and if you want to look, that's why you guys keep the maps there. If you guys want to take a look kind of at the other layer and see what was there,
5: um, um, just to kind of
2: help yourselves, you can do that as well. Um,
5: Would I gain any information just, like, flipping through the warfare book about, like barovia or any of their militia or anything like that like is it about the land like the it's
2: uh it's more about um just the art of warfare okay so um the idea yeah. of how you would want to utilize troops and things like that it's not a history on barovia itself but okay. if someone were interested in um tactical warfare it's the kind of thing that they'd read up to kind of be able to talk about with their aristocracy aristocracy
5: friends got it okay so nothing specific to the yeah okay. um
2: can i look around for
3: any books that might be about the history of barovia in any capacity or anything about magic at all
2: yes uh i need you to roll a perception check okay hey, uh
3: a one a two three a four
2: looking around you um you don't see anything specifically related to Barovia or magic aside from the alchemy books, etc. But it's more of an overview of alchemy. Most of these books, uh, as you look through them, you can tell that it's um, more something that the Lord of the House would have read up on to be able to have um, intellectual conversations with his friends, maybe while out hunting or at a dinner party, etc. They're not really books that kind of hone in on specifics or topics, but overviews of things.
5: I want to go back out in the hallway yeah, and just yeah. kind of perch, stand, guard, sort of, to see if anything comes through the other door or if, like...
2: Okay, roll a perception check, and I will keep that rolling.
5: Uh, 23. I'll be outside, and I will... The 23, Thank I you. will stand, watch.
3: My own personal guard. This is, was quite fortuitous. Uh, pretty, pretty sure worries. that's why you hired me. Well, well, of course, but she's she can look very godly with like a big pointy stick thing. I'm just kidding, Professor, it's all right. Where you can stand in the back and blow people's heads off. She'll stand in the way while you do your rooty-tooty point and shooty thing.
6: <laughs> is that's that's you do Is that what those contraptions are called? I believe that's
3: what he told me they were called. We had a very long stagecoach ride. Was that was that your attempt at humor? I, I can't remember.
2: Thank you for the follow. Thank you. <laughs>
4: Uh, I, I, I know you could spend all day in this in this uh, study I here, Professor. I Let's find what you need and we need to keep moving. I'm ahead.
6: going Maybe. to take one more look at the wooden effigy. And I'm going to look around and see if the paneling, if there's wolves, bats, spooky things.
2: Please roll a perception check for me.
6: Wow, I'm not rolling hot tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 11. But do I ever roll okay. hot? Not
8: really.
2: Looking about the room, you begin to take in some of the smaller details. The desk, though caked in a layer of dust, appears not to be empty. There are several items resting atop it, an oil lamp, a jar of ink, a quill, a tinderbox and a letter kit containing a red wax candle, four blank sheets of parchment and a wooden seal bearing the Durst family insignia, the windmill. As you look deeper into the desk, you find that all but one of the drawers are completely empty. As you open the final drawer, you disturb a thick layer of dust as it billows up in your face, causing you to cough and squirm. As the dust settles, you see a lonely iron key at the base of this drawer.
8: Mm-mm.
6: I'll reach in and I'll grab the key and I'll say, which one of you would like to take this?
4: Now, we'll Sarnax, we're not going digging through people's personal belongings here, all right?
6: I don't know how many times I gotta say this. <laughs> there could be a monster behind a door with a key. Perhaps it is locked away. Perhaps they are keeping a monster as a prize the guardians. We must leave no stone unturned, and when we leave this house, we shall return what we have taken. I find that amount. I
7: would rather disagree. Perhaps the locked-away monster should stay locked away.
4: I have to go with Sarnax on this one. If, there's, if there really is a monstrosity here, some sort of monster that I'm pretty sure there is, it will have to slay. We will not allow it to harm innocents and those children's parents and their baby brother.
7: Of course, I, I do not mean to insinuate that I would let harm come to the family, but we haven't even found them. They might be perfectly fine.
3: We're going to keep searching. And this is my good man's profession, slaying monsters. I think that we should uh, see the he tests his mettle and hopefully help some children. I'll take the key, and I'll
6: just snatch it out. <laughs> Thank That's you, right. Mr. Shepherd. I would like to propose... Taking something else. If we will be here in Barovia for some time, would it be wise to perhaps take the seal and the candle wax? In case we, this house is of good standing. Now that it is duplicity. It uh, may like save that. our lives.
4: Uh, it's resourceful. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I, I guess, guess I, can I can turn a blind eye to it.
6: I shall take. I'm going to take the seal and the candle. Okay. And uh, if there's any blank paper, I'll just... There's
2: parchment. I'll take some
6: blank parchment and I'll... There
2: is an oil lamp, which you don't need, a jar of ink, a quill pen, a tinder box, a letter kit, which is what you would be taking. It's four blank uh, sheets of parchment and the red wax candle and then the, the wooden seal. I'll just take the letter kit. Perfect. You take that.
3: Hey, Cranio
2: dad, welcome. Hello, Cranio- welcome? Cranio dad. Oh, no. Thank you for hanging out with us. So, um, can you roll an investigation check for me, please? Who? Clayton. Clayton? Because he's over there with all the books.
3: Better.
2: I think I'm good. I don't like using perception. Uh, it 18. doesn't make sense to me. Scanning the many spines of book after book, your eyesight begins to blur with the sheer measure of it As you scan the spines, you almost miss it at first, but a second glance brings your attention back to a single book on the shelf towards the very back of the library, the single blood-red spine that lacks any print at all. Hundreds of books on these shelves, and this book is the only one with no markings as to its contents. As you lean closer, you begin to notice strange details that you hadn't picked up at first. Pages do not seem to be pages at all, but a beautiful wood painted to look like pages. As you look closer at the layer of dust on the shelf, you can see clearly that the thickness in front of this book doesn't match that of the other books. This book appears to slide in and out of its spot, as if on a hinge. This book
3: appears to not be a book at all, and I want to reach in and attempt to remove it or hinge it in some variety.
2: You grab this book and you attempt to pull it back, and just as you expected, it slides on a hinge. You hear a as it slides back and the bookshelf in front of you begins to shake, as it slides forward, looking down at your feet now, you see where there are slide marks, where the bookshelf has been moved before, as it slides out and over, revealing an entranceway that you had not seen before. You may remove that piece on the very corner closest to Kelsey. This, oh. Need.
5: Yes. Oh, shoot.
2: Sorry, I
4: apologize.
5: This one's killing me.
4: Ooh. <laughs> okay. But professor's over here? Oh, wait, we're, 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 we're... I'm here. You guys, you guys are, are standing out
2: outside of it. You're looking into this room right now.
4: Professor, what's the matter?
3: I'm, uh... There uh, seems to be a hidden passage here. Yeah? There was there was a, a book on a hinge, and it was almost as if it, it was a, a key to enter this room. Uh, will you join me? Don't step any closer. Let, let the rest of us catch up. Please, please, uh... I don't think the monster's in here, and I'm gonna stick my head in and assume, without the DM here. It's a smaller <laughs> room. There's probably not a
6: monster in here. You lose your head. Uh, <laughs> you lose uh, your I, head. I'll uh, use my magic to uh, uh, change my lantern to once again the bullseye and cast uh, light blazing into it. Sir? Sarnax
2: moves in behind you, holding his lantern aloft as he faces it towards this room. The pungent smell of aging parchment decay quickly assails your nostrils, even before your eyes are able to adjust to the dim light of this small room. Rows of neglected bookshelves line the walls and are packed with musty old tomes. As you look from aging spine to aging spine, you're able to discern the context of these books. Many appear to be descriptions of fiend-summoning rituals, but the majority describe the necromantic rituals of a cult called the Priests of Ossibus. The towering bookcases cast imposing shadows all around this lone room But as your eyes adjust to the dim light, you're able to make out the form of a man leaning up against one of the bookshelves. As you move closer and the light from the open door strikes his form, you're greeted with a stare of socketless eyes. Moth-eating cloth draped over his body so easily concealed his fate in the shadows, but with the prying fingers of the light, it is unmistakably a withered and aged skeleton. His form propped up against a heavy wooden chest with clawed iron feet, its lid half closed. Upon closer inspection, you're able to make out the cause of his early demise three darts stuck deep into its exposed ribcage. The trap that was meant to protect this chest, having done its job, it sits open in front of you. In the man's hand, clenched tightly, is a crumpled and faded journal, a discolored piece of parchment peeking from behind the cover.
3: Oh my! I? Yes. Mr. Mr. Morgan, please, uh, if you may, uh, there seems to be a deceased person here. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of, I guess we're all
4: squeezing in here, I'll kind of squeeze past and and the professor, and, and take a closer look, and, and, uh, very careful, I mean, it's very clear, it was a trap, right? Yes. Um, so
2: you, looking at it, you're easily able to see no role necessary that there is a place where darts were lodged in this, three of them, and whenever this man opened this, the dart shot out into his chest cavity, and that is what killed him. All
4: right, I'll just move in to get a closer look, and uh, nobody touched anything here. This place was clearly moving trash. That's right. And I'll just try yeah. to get closer yeah. and, and, and take a look and, and maybe look at the, without touching it, looking at the journal... That you described.
2: It seems to be a weathered leather journal. Um, it's hard to really get any information from it without actually touching it, but it has a worn dark brown leather cover and the parchment that is um, hanging out of it doesn't seem to be of the same paper type. It was almost as if it was something that was shoved into the journal um in or, or um quickly. It's hand? He said it, it like- he's holding on to it as if he would probably been holding on to it when he was poisoned.
4: Um, I'll take uh, judgment out of its uh, holster and uh, using the barrel, try to like poke the journal out of his, his grasp.
2: You, you take the barrel of your weapon of judgment and you place it up against his... Um, up against his wrist, and as the moment your weapon meets the skeletal form, you see as the b- the bones begin to crack and crumble, the hand itself falls off of the wrist and shatters on the floor around you, the journal lying now on the floor in front of you. Um,
4: Seeing you that happen, happen? Uh, with my, just in my right hand, I'll scoop the journal up with my left hand and stand up and head back to the professor. Did you do that. Yeah, this might be of interest to you. I'll take
3: a look. I'll just briefly, kind of, just try to get a sense of what it is, what what's all
2: about. As you open the journal, you find this. Give me a moment, cause you know D and Ding. Ooh. You find that the strange piece of paper that was lodged into this journal seems to be a letter. My most pathetic
1: servant, I am not a messiah sent to you by the dark powers of this land. I have not come to lead you on a path to immortality.
2: However many souls you have bled on your hidden altar, however many visitors you have tortured in your dungeon, know that you are not the ones who brought me to this beautiful land. You are but worms writhing in my earth. You say that you are cursed. Your fortune spent, you abandoned love for madness. Took solace in the bosom of another woman and sired a stillborn son.
0: Cursed by the darkness of that, I have no doubt. Save you from your wretchedness, I think not. I much prefer you as you are, your dread lord and master, Rodanya Vanzarovitch. Dread lord, holy shit.
6: An altar in the dungeon. A dark and evil cult. So this This person must have been a cult to
3: the Countess
6: Stradania. Is that right? That seems to be the situation, Professor. May I please do... This place should be purged.
3: Uh, What was he looking for in that chest? I must know. Uh, Please stand back. Uh, Manum, and I'm going to grab my... uh, my mage hand, I'm going to take out my thieves' tools and I'm going to inspect and look to see if the trap is still active.
0: The trap, it's
2: easy to tell the trap is not active. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> the chest is open in front of you. That's oh, how that's right. you know that, it yeah, a it's, it's open and you can see the contents inside of it. You just have to go over to it and look. Okay, you I have will... a journal in your hand, however, that was just the letter. The journal that was, poking was in the dead guy's hand, yes, and you just read the letter that was poking out it of it. There's a still a journal. Okay. there in your hands, which I will hand this to you. Then I will say at the journal,
3: someone else can go look at
2: the, the... So, what you see in this journal. That's a hefty journal. 13th, the Harrowing, 697. It has been a little less than a week since I arrived in this strange land, and already the townsfolk have warmed up to me. While having a glass at the tavern last night, I overheard strange conversation between one of the, one of the locals and one of those peculiar minstrels that frequent the woods around town. They spoke of that old house on Wolfe's Way. I purchased them a tall glass of wine, and they spent the night divulging what they knew. I was told as such. Death House is the name given to an old row house in the village of Barovia. The house has been burned to the ground many times, only to rise from the ashes time and again. By its own will, that of Shrod. Locals give the building a wide berth for fear of antagonizing the evil spirits believed to haunt it. A bunch of poppycock, I say. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The wealthy family
0: that built the house practiced the dark arts. Through seduction and indoctrination, they expanded their cult to include a small yet nefarious circle of friends. When word got out, the
2: rest of the village turned a blind eye to the house and the nightly debaucheries happening within it. The cults tried to summon malevolent extraplanar entities with no success. The cultists preyed on visitors, sacrificing them in bizarre rituals and hosting morbid banquets to feast on their corpses. When nothing came of these ritualized murders, the cultist's activities became thinly
0: disguised excuses to indulge in their lurid fantasies. The ranks of the cult thinned as members began to lose interest in the debacle. Then, Stradonia von Zorovich arrived in
2: Barovia. The cultists regarded Stradonia as a messiah sent to them by the dark powers. Drawn to Strad like moss to a flame, they pledged their devotion for a promise of immortality. But Strahd turned them away. "'deeming the cult and its leaders unworthy of her attention. "'The cultist withdrew to the aptly named Death House in despair. "'The cult's habit of trapping and devouring wayward visitors "'proved to be its downfall, however. "'On one occasion, the cult snared a band of adventurers "'whom Strahd had invited to her domain. "'A black carriage arrived at Death House, soon thereafter, "'and from out of its black heart stepped the countess herself. "'The cultist tried to impress Strahd. "'In response, she slaughtered them for slaying her guests.' Centuries later, the cultist spirits haunt the dungeons under the house. The building itself, it seems, is unwilling to let the cult be forgotten. A quaint story, but far from the truth, I'm sure, and I do believe I'll get to the bottom of it. I think I should make a jaunt that way and investigate this house myself. There must be something of interest there, outside of these ghost stories. It's just a house, after all. Would
4: the professor have read that to all of us? Yes.
3: Um... Seems to be far darker than I had anticipated.
6: Absolutely <sighs> heretical.
3: The, the, those,
4: those children, there's there's no way they're part of this scheme to lure us in here. They, they might they, be. No, I I, I won't believe it. this. We, we are, we are, this is not good. We need to, we
3: need to reconvene and, and rethink our course of action because if, if, if this is a lie, we are in deep trouble. I'm done being respectful, ladies and gentlemen, I think we need to... It is a. We need to tear this place inside out and make sure that we defeat whatever evil is living inside. Uh, uh, listen, I've, I've been doing this for a
4: long time, Professor, and, and if these notes are anything accurate, it sounds like that we might be in a little over our heads, because it says right there, the place that's been burned down here, it, 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 it
3: re-erects itself. Um, we need to get to the bottom of this. I, I must learn more. How would a house rebuild itself from pure magic? I mean, I've I've studied magic in my years, but never anything
4: like that. God! Uh, keep but, your uh, weapon out. Keep it drawn. This is, we are, we are in trouble here.
5: I hear you, and I will take out my weapon, And you do that, I and you
2: stand guard her. outside of this room while the- other party members, they're speaking loud enough for you to hear, but quiet enough that you can discern with your the perception that you've been extending through the rest of this house that doesn't seem to be traveling from the library now. You feel like you're talking in private as you guard over the rest of them. Um, Clayton, you make your way, um, journal clutched in hand of this strange man. The rest of the pages faded and worn. You're unable to discern a name of whoever this was. Um, but you look down into this chest and you find that there are some parchments in there. The first thing you find seems to be some kind of a deed. No... Know those present and future, that I, Hortensia Verzi of Wallachia, have sold and fiefed, and by this our present charter, confirmed to Lucian Durst of Brovia, the grain mill located one and a half miles southeast of the town of Wallachia, and such land surrounding that is not held in common, to have and to hold the aforesaid property and all its appurtenances to the aforesaid Lucian Durst, his heirs and assigns, in testimony of which matter to this our present charter we have affixed our marks. Two signatures adorn this point here, Potentia Verzi, Lucian Durst of Barovia. With these witnesses, Petru de Zaru, Daniel Aros, and Burgomaster Cosmin Miklos, dated at Church of St. Androl on 17th, the Rotting, 435. The next one you see appears to be another deed. Know those present and future that I, Alexander Dragomir of Barovia, have sold and fiefed, and by this our present charter confirmed to Euphemia Durst of Barovia, the residence located on the east side of Wolf's Way, three lots north of Sfolk Road, in the village of Barovia, to have and to hold the aforesaid residence and all its appurtenances to the aforesaid Euphemia Durst, her heirs and assigns, in testimony of which matter to this our present charter we have affixed our mark and two additional signatures, Alexander Dragomir and Euphemia Durst. With these witnesses, Drakaste Geislinger, Dmitri Milosevili, and Burgermeister Askasha Indirovich, dated at Church of the Morning Lord on 17th, the time of flowers, 389. And lastly, a crumpled up piece of paper that looks to be a will of sorts. Sixth, The Melting, 517.
0: Be it known that I, Gustav Derst, do hereby bequeath, following the occasion of my death, all of my worldly possessions, including, but not limited to, the residence on Wolf's Way in the village of Brovia and the family grain mill, southeast
2: of Valaki, to my wife, Elizabeth, or, in the case of her death, to my eldest surviving heir, Gustav Derst. As you remove these and look at them, you also find beneath them... Three spell scrolls.
3: Holy oh, these. Are, uh, these are magical scrolls. Um, i I may be able to transcribe some of these. This is incredible. So hold on. Let's 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 stop and talk about what we just learned before we go any any farther. Yes. I will not think
4: less of anyone. They want to turn back now. My goal here is to make sure that all of us survive and get out of here alive. But I will find and hunt down the evil that is within this house.
6: Shepard, I see within your fiery soul a passion to destroy evil. It is upon us in this very moment to do just that. This is absolute. Heresy, these are true, real monsters. And Garrix will see this evil purged by holy fire.
3: Perhaps we can make this all right. Uh, Victoria, what would you you like to see? Would you like to see these documents? Thank you, Professor. Take whatever notes you will. Um, It looks as if... Smell that one. If I'm understanding correctly, that one is the deed to this very house that we stand in. And the other is a deed to a windmill located not that far away. Sounds Sounds about right. right. Uh, the God of the World. Does that sound right? Am I understanding that correctly?
2: You, I would say you wouldn't know how far away it is, but it sounds like it's a windmill in another town or right. outside of another town. But basically, there's it's a windmill and then death. yes, there is okay. a windmill, and I would say that you would green. definitely be smart enough to realize that it is um, it is a grain mill, and it fits the description of the windmill that you've seen depicted around this house. Um, That it seems like this seal and who they were, the aristocracy, their money came from owning and running this grain mill. And you now have the deeds for this house and that grain mill. Professor.
6: Yes. You are the leader of this expedition. Exposition. But I hope you now realize what we are amidst. This is no longer simply just... A search for knowledge, although that will be along the way. Purging the evil within this land has now been added to the table. Yes, yes. The yes. sacrificial altar, so to speak. Quite right. I better
3: If we take these deeds, we are now homeowners. We can take these for ourselves. We, These people are clearly being subjugated. Imagine freeing this land from the Baroness, the Countess, excuse me. We could claim Barovia for ourselves, for the university. My name would go down in history as the man that discovered and saved Barovia.
6: Yes, that's what we must do. I like the fire in your eye, Professor.
2: We must continue.
6: Uh,
3: you People also say.
2: find, I forgot to mention this. There are 3, <laughs> there are three blank books with black leather, leather covers, roughly each one is around 25 gold pieces in value, which I would say you would know that as a scholar, these are in very good condition and they look like um Oh, these are
3: nice.
2: <laughs> just nice blank books. But I would say you should consider you can either add three blank books or add 25 gold pieces. However you guys want. So I'll take have. my case, I'll
3: close it and I'll open it to the bag of holding uh portal and I'll roll up everything and, and store it in there um, you we do must that. keep these safe uh, these books have have some value perhaps we can uh, trade them in the town if these people even care about gold perhaps they're all living in some kind of purgatory like those children I'll close and grab the case let us proceed
2: you begin to make your way out of the Strange library, which you know, which you now know, housed horrors that you could not have anticipated. As you make your way across the hallway, the shifting shadows from the light emanating from Gar or from Garrick's, from uh, (laughs) Sarnax's uh, lantern, um, for a split second makes you feel like the heads of these um, standing um, suits of armor almost turn and look at you. But you realize quickly that it is just a trick of the light. As you make your way through these double doors, gossamer drapes cover the windows. You can remove the piece. Gossamer drapes cover the windows of this elegantly appointed hall, which has a brass-plated chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Upholstered chairs line the walls, and stained glass walls hanging, and stained glass wall hangings depict beautiful men, women, and children singing and playing instruments. A harpsichord with a bench rests in the northwest corner. Near the fireplace is a large standing harp alabaster figurines of well-dressed dancers adorn the mantelpiece. Close inspection of them reveals that several are carvings of well-dressed skeletons.
5: With the knowledge you have gained, is it safe to assume these children's parents have long since been are deceased?
6: It seems as if those that resided here were slain by the one known as Strahd the one that was their master.
2: I would say you would remember from the letter that Strahd renounced being their master that they were trying to they were claiming that Strahd oh. was their lord and master and was sent to it. them because they're it's in the, the journal closest. that you read it basically said they'd been doing this for years before Strahd arrived to Barovia. When Strad arrived, they tried to claim Strad as their lord and master and Strad essentially said no, you have nothing to do with me. They then killed, um, because they would take in people, they killed people that Strahd had invited in a similar fashion to Strahd inviting you up to the castle for dinner. Um, They killed visitors to Barovia that were guests of Strahd, so she came in and killed them as a repercussion for them interfering with her guests.
6: It seems as if the Countess has done good here. Perhaps she could be an ally in our quest to purge this land from evil.
4: This this person that you referenced clearly knew that we were here and had some way of of, of contacting us uh, as we saw, so uh, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Sounds like a very powerful individual.
5: I believe my master fell to the hands of this person. I wouldn't be so quick to call them an ally yet.
2: So I would say for you, That is what the traveling Vistani told you, but you have no proof of that yet. So it would be up to you whether you think your character would just immediately believe traveling fortune tellers, or whether your character might be like, that I do believe that my master came here, but they might've been fucking with me essentially. So I'll kind of leave that up to you to decide, but I wanted to make sure to point that out. Uh,
3: Are you sure?
5: I'm not sure, but that is the only lead that I have. And considering that there was a partially burnt note in my master's quarters with the seal on it that led me here, to you, it is all the pieces are slowly starting to line up.
6: It seems as if the theme running through all of the carvings is the same, an inviting sense of pleasantness and debauchery with a darkness hidden within. That is how they lured their guests Turned on them and devoured their corpses. There is darkness here that we must snuff out, shadows that we must banish with the holy fire of Garrix, the Fire Lord. I'm going to investigate the harpsichord.
2: You. You make your way across the room, dust um, puffing up around you with every footfall, disturbing that which had fallen and laid to rest on the floor around you. And you play one of the somber notes on the harpsichord.
1: It seems to be in tune.
2: Oh
3: my,
6: very strange.
3: No, I wasn't.
2: Uh, is, there, is there a bench? There is. A thin layer of dust covers the bench. Uh,
3: do you mind? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do like, a few like, cord on it.
2: You sit down and you begin to play a couple of chords and it reverberates around this room. Uh, The wood, the wooden walls here, the heavy oak walls seem to be thicker. Um, This is a room for jubilance, for parties, for dancing. And you know that the music is well contained in here. Um, But with there not being a throng of people here dancing and enjoying um, the music, it echoes almost harshly back at you as you play, but it seems to be in tune. And it plays beautifully.
5: What's on the other side of the room? This little... Is that so, a harp. No, this
2: That is a harp.
5: Oh, oh. a harp.
2: Yes. Oh. So there are chairs that line the walls. There's the mantelpiece at one end. That small, rectangular-ish, long thing is a harp. And then the harpsichord in the corner.
5: I walk over to the harp and pluck one of the strings to see if it's also in tune.
2: It is also in tune. As you pluck one of the strings, the dust that was caked onto each of them, the vibration disturbs it as it billows into the air and almost dances down in the light emanating from Sarnax's lantern.
4: Um, while they're doing this, seeing that the room is basically secure, I'm just going to step back outside the doors and keep my eye on the staircase, uh, guarding everyone.
2: Uh, roll a perf- uh, an investigation check for me, or a perception, your choice. So from now on, if I say roll investigation, you can choose perception or investigation. Cool. Okay, You, you head out, and you have dark vision. So without the light illuminating this area, it is definitely a lot drearier than it had been with Sarnax by your side. The dark vision causing you to see in strange shades of gray. And as you look around, it looks harsher without the light shining on it. And you notice something that you hadn't noticed before. As you see that just off, as you're facing the stairs, just off to the left, there is what appears to be a small door leading off in that direction. Often. Yep, so if you look from where the stairs are, where the red staircase goes up, there's a small door right there.
4: Ooh. Um, knowing, oh boy, uh, knowing <laughs> that, uh, uh, Sarnax has the whole lantern thing. I'm gonna poke my head back in the door and say, uh, uh, "Miss Ice. Yes. Uh, I'll be right back. Do not, uh, don't go far. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna be across the hall, and I'll, I'll approach the door very uh,
2: slowly. You play instruments, don't you?
5: Yes, I, um, I have the, the flute, uh, pan flute on here, but it's a, it's a reflavored like Japanese flute. For the sake of
2: this, you also play the harp. You, uh, you sit down on this plush, small, um, uh, this a plush stool, um, red velvet, and listening to the sound of Clayton's fingers as they... Um, quickly move from key to key. Yeah, I start to play like,
3: like a minor
2: key. A nice key, like, haunting rec- melody style. begins to echo out over this room and it's you beautiful. place your fingers along the harp and you channel your ability to play music and it's almost as if you um, register into a meditative state as you begin to lean your head down and you start to follow along, strumming the the right chords, uh, the right strings as your melodic um, minor chord melody or harmony begins to mesh with Clayton's and you begin to fill the room with this soft, um, sorrowful song. Very good, Connor. E minor. A now, okay, now G minor, here we go. You can't even, you're not even listening to him. This is almost second nature to you, the way that you focus in on what you're doing. She didn't either. And you begin (laughs) to play this instrument. I just thought it was beautiful, so Mm we'll do this. Um, And that is what is happening while, as you shut the door, Shepard, behind you to the conservatory, and you begin to walk across the hall, your footsteps echoing around the... the, Yes, he does. So as he shuts the door, you hear the sounds of the music slowly stop quickly as you begin to walk through the hallway towards the strange door off to the left, your footsteps echoing up the shaft of the winding red marble staircase, but no noises meet your ears, the ever-present watching um, metal helmets of the statues, the four statues, or the four suits of armor that line these walls. Um, you feel their presence behind you, but they don't move.
4: Um, I just want to inspect the door and uh, memorize where it is. Meh. Is there a handle on it? There is. I'm gonna try it. It's a it. knob.
2: It, you turn the knob, and for a second, you get some resistance, and then a click as it slowly The rust on the inside of these metal pieces rubbing together. You jump almost as you—the sound kind of billows out from the door, but nothing is disturbed as everything remains quiet. You slowly push the door in. You enter into an undecorated bedroom containing a pair of beds topped with straw-stuffed mattresses. The walls are plain and lack the adornment of the other rooms that you've entered in this house. At the foot of each bed is an old rusty footlocker and a small writing desk with a lone wooden chair sitting against the wall. A dumbwaiter is built into the corner of the west wall. A button, identical to the one in the kitchen, downstairs, is mounted next to it. In the corner, a small closet sits open. A set of tidy servants' uh, uniforms hang from the hooks inside. Not servant unicorns, servant uniforms. I know, that would be so cool.
3: Uh, no. Okay. It's monstrous.
2: <laughs> that was
4: monstrous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so this is. This seems, seems like
2: servants' quarters. Yes.
4: Okay. And okay. he said there are two foot lockers at the ends of the beds. There are. Um, I'm just going to head back to with the rest of the group. Okay.
2: You quickly shut the door behind you, and even though the hinges are rusty, they don't make much of a sound as you slowly close the door, and you quickly make haste back in. You open the door to the conservatory and you slide in quickly, hoping that no one noticed. And it seems that no one does. Victoria, you see as he slinks back into the room, leaning, arms crossed against the wall, as if he'd been there the entire time. As the music begins, continues to play around you. now, no, Connor. I'm just going to wait for them to
3: finish
4: playing.
2: I
3: close in. my eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only for,
3: uh... <laughs>
5: Um, Are you going to dip into bard?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: I've never expected that. You don't. I will. <laughs> Very unusual combination. Played, I've
2: never played a harpsichord before. And but for the heck of the heck it, these have the proficiency. Right there. <laughs> I yeah. looked.
7: There's like <laughs> blues, professor. I don't mean so so to interrupt this. kind of Jovial music. Can pick,
3: pick an instrument that you like.
7: Perhaps Very we yeah. could continue looking around. This doesn't seem yes. the
3: time or place. Yes, it's just I've never heard quite such a hauntingly beautiful instrument.
4: Uh, now Sarnax, don't take this the uh, wrong way But while I was standing guard I found a door that wasn't didn't seem to be visible I didn't notice it while your uh, brilliant light Had been uh, shining in the hallway um, I took the liberty of checking some things out And it looked like it might be servants' quarters uh, Nothing fancy except for a couple Lock boxes at the foot of some beds And uh, that's about it So uh, I'll leave it up to the professor To decide whether or not y'all want to go check that
3: out Well, I, uh, we should at least Take a quick look around And make sure that we're not missing anything is I, that a trunk? Is there any kind of... of, of uh, just a couple of foot lockers
4: But again, I we, we can go take a look, but maybe Sarnax, uh, be a little bit
6: more careful where you point that thing. I shall have it in front, and you can check as I pass, and I'll uh, magically change it to be the, the bullseye. So basically, you can follow behind me as I pass in the darkness to check anything that would be not revealed. I'll lead the way.
4: So then I'll just lead them back to where I believe the door was, I'm just being careful in case it's like a magically, you know, hidden door from the light, yeah. um, and see if I can find the door.
2: You make your way back out into the hall, and you're om- you're nearly convinced that as you, as the light shines this way, that there will be nothing but just wooden paneling and the faint wallpaper that you'd seen before. But as Sarnax turns his bullseye lantern that way, you see the door plain as day. Uh,
6: I'm worried this house might be playing tricks on us. There is an evil here, yes. We shall not let it intimidate any of us, and we shall put an end to it tonight. Agreed.
4: Uh, I've already done the honors, Professor. Uh, If
3: if you'd like to head on in. Uh, There wasn't anything in there before. I suppose I could take a look. I will, uh, I'll start opening foot lockers
4: and
2: stuff. You're going in by yourself?
4: I'll We'll we'll all go in, but uh, I was gonna let him lead the way this time.
2: You head in, Sarnax's light shining behind you, and as you scan the room, you don't see anything invisible, but the mattresses that you remember seeing, the uh, straw-stuffed mattresses, now in this light you see pools of dried blood on both of them, begins to spill up out of the mattress where it hadn't been. And as all of your eyes look and you see the blood begin to pool and spill over the floor, you blink, and just as quickly, where blood was spilling over the sides of this bed, there is nothing.
4: What in the nine hells is this? Wait, you you saw that as well? It was not here the first time I came in this room.
5: We should not linger here. This doesn't seem safe.
3: Did we all see the blood? It was was blood, right? It was indeed.
6: I couldn't mistake that anywhere. Someone
7: has suffered here.
6: Perhaps there was murder? Perhaps they murdered their own servants in cold blood while they slept. And their remnants linger. Perhaps it is warning us that if we proceed, the same fate will befall us. I regret to inform them that they are wrong. Let us see what is in these lockers and let us move on. All right, just be careful.
2: You <laughs> flip the foot lockers open. They do not have uh, a lock on them. It's more of just a small um, metal box at the foot of these uh, of these beds. And you see folded inside of them, um, tattered linen bedding, um, pillows and sheets. It looks like this was where they kept the changes of um, bedding for these mattresses.
5: There's nothing more. I'm not sure where that vision came from, but I wouldn't be surprised if those children were an illusion too. Let's keep moving.
4: No, I. I I'm, yes, I, I have I agree. a
7: hand in my hand. Surely that could not have been an illusion.
4: Any evil that's going to shoot so low as to use innocent children to lure unsuspecting people into danger,
6: I will not abide by it.
7: Mr. Shepherd. Right overcome,
6: As he should be, this is the fire we all need in our hearts. The fire to purge the wicked and foster the regrowth out of the ashes that we sow upon this entire land.
5: Speaking of fires, Sarnax, would you mind accompanying me to the mantle? It does not seem to be lit as the one is downstairs. I find that a bit unusual.
6: Lead the way, warrior.
5: And I'll lead them to the mantel with the painting. Um, or was that the one downstairs? No, that's the, the one in is, here. There's the Gustav. painting of
2: the family, Elizabeth and Gustav Durst, and their so two is children. Right? their three children, yes. Yeah. Okay. The fireplace there is not lit, but above it, you do see a worn, um, old, um, chipped painting of the family. You can see Rose and Thorn uh, right there at the very front, um, their parents standing behind them. Um, the father holding the uh, form of an infant.
5: And the mother has like a weird look on her She's face. She's scowling
2: the, at the at the baby.
5: At the infant itself. Yes, at the infant. Didn't the letters mention Gustav siring and stillborn?
7: They
5: I think did recall that, yes.
6: They did indeed. Yes, they did. Should I light the fire and see if it reveals more secrets?
5: Would that bring you joy?
6: It would bring me satisfaction. I have not experienced joy in many years. do something we should
7: aim to remedy, Mister Sommers.
6: I do not seek it. I do not desire it. I'm going to cast sacred flame into the um, <laughs> into the the, the, um, the fireplace, the hearth.
2: Oh, you see, yeah. as he extends his um, arm out. Oh, no yes,
6: one... or be it from the lantern. Oh yeah. no, he
2: extends yeah. his lantern out, and you see as the small door on the front opens as holy fire begins to roil within it and shoot forward, igniting the wood and the kindling inside of the hearth, and it roars into life, um, into life, shedding a beautiful golden glow over this, um, over this hallway, uh, significantly more light than you were able to attain with the lantern itself, and it makes it feel a little less imposing, a little more warm, though it's still old and it's still eerie.
6: Shall we proceed, Professor?
3: Yes, yes, indeed.
2: As you ascend the spiraling red marble staircase, your footfalls echo off of the cold stone And every labored breath. I read that already. Wrong one. Sorry. (laughs) Once again, ascending the red marble stairs, the echo of your heavy footfalls can be heard echoing through the floors below, but nothing seems to stir. When you reach the full height of the stairwell, you come to a dusty balcony. A once plush crimson rug runs the length of the floor. Against the wall opposite you is another standing suit of armor. This one made out of a strange black metal, but still wearing similar regalia, though draped in a thicket of cobwebs. Oil lamps are mounted on the oak paneled walls, which are carved with woodland scenes of trees, falling leaves, and tiny critters. As you run your hand along the carved wooden paneling, you begin to notice that it's not just trees and falling leaves and tiny critters, but there are tiny corpses hanging from the trees and worms bursting up from the ground.
3: Wow, oh. it's just me or are the portraits and paintings getting more and more horrific the higher we rise in this house? Can I get any kind of feeling
4: that that different than we felt walking in the house? I actually, I'd I would that. say
2: yes. You are able to see now that it's, it seems almost as if you're rising higher and higher in this house, that it's getting older And more unkempt. The first level, though, there was a little bit of dust here and there, and you stirred it up. And the, you know, where the sun would have been the most, the strongest on the curtains that was brittle and old. But For the most part, there was a pantry stocked full of food. The table had just been set. The fire was going in the hearth. It all felt very much like a lived-in home, but as you rise higher, it's feeling less and less like a home that people are living in. This area here is thickly covered in dust and the cobwebs are present in all the corners of of the room.
4: I just, I I would like to try to track this monster again, just to see if I can find any
2: evidence. Roll survival check for initiative. Or initiative uh, for uh, <laughs> survival check with advantage. Well, um, I would say that you you still still feel the presence of some sort of monstrosity in this place.
4: Okay. Uh, which way, Professor? You get to pick. Perhaps your coin trick will lead us in the sure, proper it direction. This is fine. Guy, <laughs> I look one door, two door, at least three door. Uh, I might have to flip a few times, Sarnix. Do as you wish. We will experience all runes eventually. So we're gonna head west, which is my character's right.
2: As you step in front of the strange oh black suit of armor, you hear a clinking sound as the- oh. The Wolfen Helmet oh. begins to and it looks directly at you. I need you all to roll for initiative. Ah!
0: The the
2: suit of armor itself, its arms clank up as it holds its spear in one hand and it's staring directly at you, um, at you, uh, Shepard. The
6: evil manifests itself.
2: And then if you can put this, uh, this little, you are familiar with these the same thing that you guys fought before you came in here. And where is it? It is an animated suit of armor. You see as this suit of armor begins to move the moment that Shepard moves in front of it. It rears its weapon up and it looks directly at you. You are so close that you can see into the visored helmet of this suit of armor that wolf in face, orbs of red light undulate and pierce through it. But as you look in, you see that it is socketless. There is nothing inside of this armor, and it is going to go in and make an attack on you. Oh. It what? is going to uh, make two attacks on you, actually, <laughs> and I it's gonna up. be a 23 to hit for the first one, <laughs> okay. and a, a natural one to hit for the second Thank one. Thank goodness. So it is going to um, take its technically has a spear per thing, but that's not what suit of armor uses. So it's gonna take its slam attack and it's gonna slam down its meddled um, form against you, so doing great. a total of five points of damage. Oh,
4: no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, no, shepherd. Right. You. Kana. you see as this suit of armor animates and immediately goes in to attack um, your new friend who's um, made his or new friend who's made his way in front of it. What would you like to do?
5: Do uh, it. I will attack Kill it. it. Now. I will swing out my there. naginata and I will make an attack. Uh, that'll be a seventeen
2: um, that misses.
4: <laughs> yeah, these things. We. I mean, this is right an <laughs> had last time. It's eighteen was last
5: time.
2: is <laughs> it's, it's
4: too
5: hard,
2: isn't it? It's 18. Um. <laughs> do <you guys> miss? <laughs> okay that's my turn (laughs) you swing in and you attempt to find purchase on this creature um but you are unable to you're unable to make contact with it as it swings in quickly um it misses on the second on the second hit on uh shepherd as it reels backwards it is in that moment that you didn't expect it to miss so you missed your um shot as well victoria what would you like to do
7: um, I'm gonna reach up my hand and and make like a choking motion and make uh, a chill touch
2: attack. Okay. Oh, and it's gonna miss. <laughs> That's a miss. You see this um, s- uh, skeletal hand form um, out of uh, out of the uh, ether around you, and it's it's a frosty form. You can see the. Um, the shimmer of frosted frost building up around the joints as it goes in to try and reach and grab onto it, but it misses and evaporates into a strange shadow. Clayton. Oh my uh,
3: God. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm gonna look around. I'm, I guess I'm behind Victoria. Yeah. I'm gonna go stay right here. Ignatius and I'm gonna shoot fireball from my hand. Did you do that. Very fucking nice.
2: Nice. That hits. Five damage. Okay. Five damage. Thank you. Girl. Okay, you shoot out from your finger and um, flames erupt and slam into its form, knocking it backwards, the clinking of the armor um, as it rears back. It seems to be uh, scorched by this, but it's still holding strong. Shepherd, it's is your turn. All right, so I'm gonna make
4: uh, after after being hit, I'm, my back is gonna slam into the door behind mm-hmm. me, and I'm going. I already have uh, judgment in hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna loose redemption and fire two shots at point blank range mm-hmm. into the uh, into the suit of armor. Oh. That's going to be yeah. a uh, they're plus seven each. So uh, yeah, they're both in, like twenty three plus twenty
2: one and twenty. Perfect. Yeah, those hit. You see, as having just taken this um, this hit. Uh, Shepard reels back and he takes out, uh, Judgment is firmly in his hand, but this time you see as he unsheathes redemption and he goes in and he aims both of his uh, strange magical blasts at this creature they both hit. 16 total
4: points of damage. Fuck yeah.
2: And you see as both of them sail directly into his chest point blank range, as the chest itself shatters and cracks open, it's still hanging there. Um, on him, it hasn't completely fallen away, but you see his form slump over a little bit. It seems to be significantly wounded from Money spent! <laughs> Sarnax. Hit <laughs> him with the lantern!
6: <laughs> you are made of evil shadow, and I will shine the light into your soul and purge you from existence. And then I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. Need to make a saving throw. Okay. Uh,
2: Dex
6: saving throw. Fourteen. Um, Eighteen. Eighteen. Passage. He dodges the flame. He does.
2: Never mind. It is his turn. He is now going to go in and he's going to attempt to uh, hit you again, uh, Shepard. I'm <laughs> right next to him. I'm right in front of him. I'm all right. I'm all right.
5: I'm going to use Thank my problems. reaction uh, as my sentinel feat, mm-hmm. where if they attack anybody within five feet of me, that's not me. I can make an attack against them.
2: Okay. That so, two
5: yeah. armor attack first? Yes. There we go. So I'll he, he
2: slides, he, um, <laughs> he takes uh, his arm and he tries to slam it down on you, um, but he is unable. His uh, chest cavity ripped open by the blast that you shot at him recently. He uh, does not uh, understand his new proportions and he doesn't find purchase on you. And just as this happens, you whip your glaive around and you um, oh, yeah. attempt to damage him for...
5: It's a shepherd duck, damn it. And I guess <laughs> as the thing misses, I too miss oh. with a nine.
6: Not very strong. He
5: is
2: then going to turn his attention to you and make his second attack on you.
5: Perfect.
2: And that one will hit, doing three points of bludgeoning damage.
5: Okay. Death deathhouse.
2: death <laughs> Kanna, it is your turn. You've just taken this uh, amount of damage from him. What would you like to do? I will, make a,
5: I will swing my glaive around and try to attack him again. Damn it! I
6: rolled another fucking four. Okay, that's
2: my turn. Use <laughs> <laughs> the other die. Use the other die. I just feel oh. feeling wounded from the bludgeoning damage that <sighs> you sustained from this creature. You can't seem to uh, land your attacks, Victoria. You watch as all of this unfolds. What would you like to do? Um, I'm again just going
7: to refocus myself and and reach up two hands and and again sh- try to chill touch.
2: Okay. Come on, bitch. No! no! <laughs> it's a suit of armor. It's hard to hit. We can't all be shepherds. It is. I <laughs>
5: no to... rest in peace. I joke go.
2: myself. <laughs> you, you see the spectral oh, hand boy. form again out of the shadows, and just as quickly as it appears, you see that it it goes into attack, but it unforms just before it can find purchase on it. Um, and it is Clayton's turn.
3: Ignatius. Yeah, come on. Yes.
5: Yeah, baby. Yeah. So, like 18 plus? It was like 20 something. Three, three, three damage. Three, three. Every little bit helps. Every, every little bit helps. <laughs> for, your, for your natural <laughs> You
2: hurl the fire at him and singe away. You see, as one of the sides of his um, chest armor clatters to the ground, singed in black from where the fire burned at it. Um, it is looking very wounded. Finish the job, my
3: good man, Shepard.
4: Uh, unable to really move, being backed in, I'm I'm just like fanning the hammer on this guy. <laughs> uh, I got a 19 and a natural one, so one. So hit. the
2: 19 hits. You fire in uh, redemption, and it it misses, um, splintering off to the side. The uh, judgment, however, lands, and it does six points of damage. He had five health. Yay! So you see, as you take judgment, you see this this entity, this, um, this construct is on its last legs as you fire it up into the underside of the wolf helmet that it's wearing. And it spins around, flies off, clattering to the ground. The rest of the armor crumbles to the ground. The sound of metal clanging on wood, echoing, um, almost shaking this house as it falls, and uh, you are no longer in combat. <sighs>
5: <sighs> I'm, I'm wielding my thing around like,
2: is that there anything else?
6: Everybody all right? What You're the only on? one that got struck. Are you all right, Shepard? Fine, just scratch, I'm all right.
5: I need power, you hurt as well. Oh, I will be fine. I think you are in more pain, and we should administer... No, some no, form it's, of
4: it's fine. I'm all right. I'm all right. Let's 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 regroup ourselves first and, and worry about this minor wound in a minute. But just, just secure the area. Make sure there aren't any more of
6: these fuckers around. Well done. What could we have done without you? It's fine. That's what I'm here for. Those are impressive devices. I
7: failed the group.
3: Truly, I'm, I'm so sorry.
6: Yeah,
5: it's, it's fine, these he's things He's
6: in in order to blow things' heads off.
5: I want to kick the uh, weapon that it's holding away from its heap.
4: It, well, it, it, to it didn't move real fast, but uh, that was pretty, was pretty thick armor.
6: If it wasn't for the good doc, I think we'd all been in a little bit more trouble. Very well. Proceed. I believe you are opening the door.
5: I think you should stay towards the middle or the back, Shepard. It's
4: fine. I, I, Done this before, kind I appreciate it, but as, as long as I can count you to have my back, we'll be all right. As you wish. Uh, I'll, I'll put my hand on the door and say, uh, coin hasn't has let me down, down yet, and I'll turn the handle.
2: Dust and cobwebs shroud an elegantly appointed bedroom and an adjoining nursery. Damn it. <laughs> A small black marble fireplace roars to life on the south wall as you enter the room and casts an eerie glow around you. The shadows created by the fire draw your attention to a large and elegantly dressed bed flanked on either side by two end tables. Across from the bed is a large wooden armoire, and standing next to it, reflecting the dance of flames cast by the now roaring fire, is a full length mirror with an ornate wooden frame carved to look like ivy and berries. You look a little bit closer into it and you notice that not all are berries. Eyeballs are hidden among the berries. Double doors set with panes of stained glass pull open to reveal a balcony overlooking the front of the house. The adjoining nursery is neatly bare all but for one small cradle that sits in the very center of the room Mm. covered by a translucent black shroud.
5: Shroud being like a... uh, It's like a a black piece of organza. Organza. Can we see anything through?
2: Are you going to approach it and look? I'd like to approach it and just... I don't want to touch it, but just look. Look through the shroud. As you approach the cradle, dust begins to swirl up around you. As the thick layer adorning the rough wooden floor is disturbed by your movement and it clouds your vision. But you are still able to make out the small bundle of blankets nestled in the cradle in front of you. The layer of dust not seeming to cling to the fabric draped over it. As you stare down at the small form wrapped safely in cloth, you see movement from within. And a faint gurgling sound.
6: This could be... This is a trick of the evil within this house. Well, you're saying there's
3: movement inside the, the, the cradle?
7: A Child, we can't let it suffer
4: here. Miss Isaacs, there's absolutely no way that this is. Go on and take a look.
7: I'm gonna just brush the, the shroud away.
2: As you reach down to touch the shroud, the fabric deflates in your hands and you are met with emptiness. I need your roll for initiative. Oh. oh my God, no. Curiosity killed oh, the cat. I, I as, as the shroud begins to fade away and the small black bundle of fabric within uh, flattens at the bottom of this cradle, you see there had been nothing there, but rising from behind it, a strange spectral shape, a woman rising up into the air, nearly translucent greens, blues, and silvers um, illuminate inside of what once looked like it might've been skin, her hair flying this way and that. She screams as you get close to the cradle. And you are faced with the horrifying image of what looks like a woman in a tattered nursemaid's outfit, blood stained down around the front of her, her face wild, her fingernails long and sharp. You see as she rears up her hair flying this way and that, a ghostly illumination emanating out from the inside of her and she is quick you are not expecting this as she is going to um, move into you and she is going to attempt to drain the life from you um she is going to make that attack and it is going to be a 15 Ooh. to oh, hit yeah, on Victoria yeah, yes I'm 12 and
3: that will
4: do So we have major now
2: but yeah <laughs> 7 points of necrotic damage. Poke oh, oh, me. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw, please.
4: Pokemon Red Zone. She
2: God. reaches out her skeletal hand and she grabs you around the neck and she pulls you up into the air st- sucking the life out of your body.
4: Come on, babe. Yeah! yeah! Go! Nurse
5: You Oh no, you, yeah.
2: <laughs> you, <laughs>
5: you Thank
2: you, thank thank you for Oh, you, you feel 3-4. as it begins <laughs> to suck the life out of your body and you feel this strange necrotic energy overtake you and at first it begins to overcome you. But you channel the faith that you have in Illnator and you concentrate and focus and you push it out and whatever it was attempting to you to do to you doesn't seem to take hold. Sarnax, it is your is, turn. Uh, I'm,
6: I'm you in, in, uh, in cold did. mode, so I'm going to uh, spin around and get... Uh, move over here, and I'm going to say, Professor, get behind us. Miss Isaacs, please leave that room immediately, and I'm going to uh, blast uh, Sacred Flame from uh, my lantern. You do that. A uh, dexterity so saving throw, 14.
2: Um, it fails. Okay. Ooh.
6: Let it rip, baby. Two points of radiant damage. <laughs> hey. Nice. You
2: give it a suntan. Love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it does that. So you, um, you. Sh- you turn and you tell everyone to get behind the blinding, the blinding light of the lantern that you hold high as you once again allow it to swing open. A hurling moat of holy fire um, shoots from it. And this time you do see as it finds purchase in the heart of this creature, the strange luminescence that billows out of it, um, masked by the fiery light of Garrick's, as it does a bit of damage to it.
4: Mm. This is a uh, fire that will end you, woman. Um, I'm assuming that I don't have a clear shot, but am I able to push past friendly units to get to the creature? It's just difficult terrain. Yeah,
2: it's just
4: it is difficult, difficult terrain. It is Yes. Yeah, so what, half movement speed? Well, what kind of cover would you... Okay. I just want to get next up. Victoria, I'm like five short. If it's five, 10, 15. So hold on, so one and a half. It, I have 30 speed, so I can only move three squares by moving through one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was hoping to like duck and roll into
3: the room and just uh, get within. You might, so you could probably still hit it. He'll just have, he'll have cover. Or she'll have cover, right? So.
2: It's two double doors. The room is wide open.
3: So what, does this banshee creature have cover with the three people
4: inside?
2: Yeah. I would say no. Okay. You're good enough with your weapons that you would a- easily be able to aim between them and take a shot.
4: Alright, then I'll um, just I'll then I'll just take a shot and scream uh Miss Assy, get down! And I'll take two shots at the <gasps> and pray that the good doc thought about uh the Banshee woman. Uh 20 yeah. and
2: 15. Oh, sorry. No, Seventeen and twenty-two. Both of those hit as you see as you see, uh, see uh, Shepard move between two of your forms. You're not expecting him to be there Um on either side of you, Victoria. One arm with redemption, the other arm with judgment, resting on your shoulders as he shoots both of his arcane blasts directly into this um specter, and they blast into her chest and into her torso. How much damage? Twenty points. Wow. No way. Exactly.
1: And you see
2: as you, you see as judgment lands the last hit. And with a wail, ah! she disperses into a blast of energy. She begins to sparkle and rain down around you.
7: The I shroud. Swoon back into <laughs> <laughs> the shroud
2: that had been hanging over the cradle slowly shifts in the wind of her disappearing form.
3: Continuing to prove supreme utility, my good man. I just wanna say,
4: we all owe the doctor a round of drinks if we ever make it back to Yoma.
3: Yes, yes, of course. So I'll have
2: to inspect those later. I'd love to see how they work. Since you shrugged it off, do you want to hear what I had? What would have happened to Kelsey? Yes. 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 If, if she had failed, her hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. This reduction lasts until the creature finishes a long rest. The target dies if this effect re- reduces its, hits, its hit point to zero. So if it had one-shot you, you would have just been dead. <laughs>
5: okay. If you had failed that. She okay. one hit point. Wow. Make, you know, she had hit one hit point.
2: That twist, of, that twist of fate literally saved your life. Oh, my
4: God. Oh my God. I got
2: a pee. I don't care for it.
4: I got a pee. I got <laughs> the <laughs> nervous
2: piece, you in, guys. In
4: the words of uh, Shabr, what target? tardy. <laughs> what target?
2: I told you, it's it's a house of death for a reason. Oh, my God. i I'm
4: scared. <laughs> Mr. Isis, are you alright?
5: Uh, I'm quite ill. I'm so sorry. Per- professor, did, did,
6: did you administer the, the medicines? I not directly to her, I gave her one. Out of my <laughs> way, this will hurt. And I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> my, the, my lantern will flare and my hand will, uh, go hot with fire and I'll just immediately, like, uh, rinse her, brand you wherever I can grab you. <laughs> and it's gonna hurt like a bitch, but you'll heal. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> This is
4: already like this is this exactly what happened in the conversation series.
6: Because Kelsey made the exact
5: same noise herself. <laughs> well, <12, laughs>
6: you overheal 12 points of healing max.
3: Wow! That's
6: good.
7: Ah, Thanks.
6: Oh. Sonics, that is that is uh, savage,
4: savage <laughs> effective,
6: I suppose. There is no growth without pain and loss first.
4: Suppose you, you you keep seeing saying things that really hit me deep, Sarnax, <laughs> and and you're you're a very wise individual.
6: That is not my wisdom; it is the wisdom of Gerix, the Fire Lord. Perhaps you may join us beneath the tall trees of Irios uh, in my cult to Gerix.
4: Uh, I'm certainly open to hearing a bit more, but. But I'm certainly not going to live amongst the trees in Shriga. I eventually got to get back to Yonah.
6: It matters not where you are as long as your heart oh. and soul are for Garrix, the Fire Lord. His fire will be with you in your soul. Uh, let's save this for another time, but um, I, you got a lot of pertinent things to say. You have a lot of the pertinent things to shoot to destroy the monsters that face us. I have impressed continually.
3: Just
4: That's thank not. the doctor. That's all I can say, is just thank the doc.
3: I feel like I should give you a cash Mm -hmm. bonus.
7: (sighs) Mr. Shepherd, Mr. Sarnax, I I can't thank you enough. No thanks is necessary. We're
4: we're here to help each other, all right? That's why I'm here, that's why the professor took me on.
6: Perhaps you should consider all of the things that Ilmater has done for you, or all of the things she has not. And I'll turn away. Is it he? he? Oh, he He has not. (laughs)
7: The mater is confusing. <laughs> yes, that is why I thought
6: it was like ill mother. That's what I thought. Yes. He has done for you and all the things he has not, versus what Garrix has already done for you in our short time traveling together. And I'm gonna churn.
7: Mater has prepared me to endure for that of others. I will never shy to put myself in danger, but I'm grateful for your help when I nearly would have fallen.
6: The help is yours when you require it.
7: Thank you, Mr. Sonics.
6: Well,
3: is there any like le- is there any corpse left, or is it just sort of like a ghost
2: town central? Just a ghost town central. Oh yes, there's some of the DM's
3: mouth appears to be ghost town central. I need like two bites oh, of a
2: sub because I'm really upset.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so there's no baby or anything. It was all trick.
2: No. Oh, Trek.
6: This house is more evil than I thought. I'm I'm very concerned that the two.
4: Uh, Children we left outside of this house may just have been part of the ploy,
3: and I am, I'm very, very unsettled by it. I agree, and now that we have the deed, this house belongs to the university. I think we need to clear it out and burn it.
4: Don't you think that's awfully presumptuous? Uh, if, if this house is 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 uh, magical beyond recognition. You, you do you honestly think it's wise to turn this over, to, to claim this in the name of some entity?
3: Well, why not? I mean, this is this house is trying to kill us and it clearly means ill to anyone that steps inside. It, it was the home to a vile cult. There's no reason why we wouldn't
6: cleanse this house. Sonnet. you would like to cleanse it, wouldn't you? I would like to cleanse it by burning it to the ground.
3: I would like to cleanse it by taking ownership of it
6: for the university. I Vets will not cleanse it. <laughs>
4: I'm not. T- I, I'm with Sarnax on this one. I'm not telling you how to do your job. It just seems like all we did is pilfer some deed, and uh, I, I'm with Sarnax on this one.
2: I would say that you are smart enough that you would remember that the um, diary that you found indicated that the townsfolk say that the house has been burnt to the ground many times, but it always arises from the ashes. Right.
5: I think it is in our best interest to purify it to the best of our ability exercise it in whatever manner possible, but I don't think handing it over to your university would be safe for your fellow professors. Sure, we could investigate this further, but the longer we walk these desecrated halls, the more we are posing ourselves in danger.
3: She's making a very good point here. I don't intend to just hand it to the university. Our purpose here now is
5: now well, that's why I've proven
3: that Grovia exists. My goal now is to free it and, and 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 claim it. To to release these people from 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 their imprisonment, if they truly are imprisoned, and, and it's hard to say with the trickery at foot how many of these journal pages and if these deeds are even real, but but I think that we could do a good amount in the world and we could gain quite a bit of renown, all of us, not just me, but all five of us.
6: We could be saviors, we could, we could be legends. I have no interest in being a legend, Professor. I seek to plant my seeds in the soil here, for the soil treats the seeds well. And one day long after I am gone, a great forest of Edelwood tree, that is my only purpose. Uh, I keep saying this, but I gotta agree with Sarnax, Minus the whole seed thing.
4: Um, I'm not really about Renown. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here to protect you based on, you know, a man's gotta eat, but... This is evil. And I'm gonna slay
5: I, too, my... have no interest, as we say back home, pulling water to one's own rice paddy.
3: Well, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I I'm... I think that we all have our own goals, and we all mean well, and I think that no matter what we, we need to find a way out of here eventually, and we must meet this Shradanya and, and 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 see if she means us any harm at all. But we, we must scour this place and learn everything we can. So I'm gonna turn and just look at throughout the room i like to make an investigation check. Roll right an in investigation and, check. And clear the room here. Uh, it's going to be a hot... Uh, sorry, investigation six. So, hot 17. Mm.
2: You begin to scour the room. The rest of the group stands back, still a little put off by the situation that you have just experienced. And... You look from bed to side tables to armoire, and your attention is pulled towards the mirror, reflecting the dancing flames. There's something about the shadows here that doesn't look the way you would expect it to. And as you run your hand along the carved wooden paneling behind this mirror, you notice a strange indentation that was not discernible to the naked eye. As you press firmly with your palm, the wall sinks in about an inch before springing open, revealing a secret doorway. Glancing inside, the space is tiny, but it appears to house a rickety wooden staircase covered by cobwebs and dust that seems to be leading upward.
6: More secrets from this evil place.
3: The room seems to be a stairway up. I think it not wise to ascend just yet. I agree. I say we clear this floor first. You're the boss, Professor.
7: I I feel foolish that I, I led us into danger just now, and I'd like to suggest that we all move more cautiously, more stealthily.
4: No one's blaming you either, Miss Asa. Yeah.
7: I appreciate your forgiveness. My guilt will weigh heavily upon me. But, but perhaps I can redeem myself, and I'll, I'll grasp my hands together and uh, channel the shadows of wickedness. And um, so anyone within thirty feet of me
2: that I choose, which I choose all of you, uh, gains plus five to stealth checks.
7: Damn!
6: Oh. So we are stealthing. Right?
2: Go
5: ahead and roll for stealth. <laughs> as I'm, as I'm doing shit. this, I turn to uh, Victoria and I say, "Even monkeys
0: fall from trees."
5: Ooh. <laughs>
0: well, <time> so why? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I have a whole bunch written down. You a list? Oh, I, I do. Guess I guess. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> out of character, out of character. You guys go ahead and talk
2: about this for a second. I just have to <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yes. Out. Yes. She's a
6: walking book of parables. <laughs> <laughs> Let us proceed. Sarnax, would you like to do the honor? I would like to do the honors very much, and I'll open the door.
2: The door itself seems oh, to yeah. open quite easily. Dusty shelves line the wall of this room. A few of the shelves have folded sheets, blankets, and old bars of soap on them. A cobweb-covered broom leans against the far wall.
6: That's Um, it, that's the whole room. It's
2: a small storage closet.
6: Let us proceed, and I'm gonna go to the next one and open the door.
2: The double doors in this room have dusty panes of stained glass set into them, depicting the same stylized windmill you've noticed in the other areas of this house. The door barely makes any noise as you swing it open to reveal a cobweb-filled master bedroom. Along the east wall are large bay windows covered in moth-eaten burgundy drapes. Looking around the room, your focus is immediately pulled towards the immense four-poster bed, shrouded with embroidered curtains and tattered gossamer veils. Mm. A matching pair of wardrobes line the wall to the south, along with an elaborate vanity and a wood-framed mirror. A delicately padded wooden chair sitting in front of it. A silver jewelry box sits quietly atop the vanity surface. In the northern corner of the room, a rotting tiger rug lies on the floor in front of a grand black marble fireplace, which has a dust-covered portrait of the lord and lady of the house hanging above it. A web-filled parlor in the southwest corner contains a table and two chairs. Resting on the tablecloth is a beautiful blue porcelain bowl and matching jug. A dumbwaiter is built into the corner of the parlor, and a similar button is mounted on the wall next to it. A door facing the foot of the bed has a full-length mirror mounted on it.
6: It seems to be where the lord and lady of the house once slept. Indeed. Does, I'm gonna look at the bed to see if any kind of blood shit happens. I'm not gonna actually touch it.
5: The
2: bed?
6: The bed, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna to to raise my lantern. <laughs> You're looking for like yeah. blood pools. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking to see if there's any more secrets, tricks this house will play
1: on us.
2: You hold your lantern up in an attempt to reveal any hidden or invisible objects or creatures, and you scan the length of the room, and you find nothing.
3: I walk up to the balcony, and I want to look I'll You're look going onto the balcony? Yes, I'm going onto the balcony. See it. The
2: latch okay. of this door hesitates as you attempt to force it open. It groans beneath your hand as the rust gives way, and you're met with a loud, grinding sound as the latch turns and the door is pushed outward. You find yourself standing on a dilapidated balcony. Wrought iron spikes skirt the edges of the platform as you look over the sprawling village of Barovia. Mm. You can see movement off in the distance as the sun is almost finished, or in this case, the sun is fully finished, its descent behind the mountain peaks. Oh, no. Small flickers of light begin to pop up into view as the townsfolk light their lanterns and continue about their business.
5: Professor, do you see the children outside?
2: Um. You are looking out over the front of the house, and you look down. And at first, you believe that there's nobody at the front, but out here,
1: you can hear the sounds. You hear, "It will be okay, Thornton. They're going to kill the monster, and they will make sure that our baby brother is okay." Just hush now, hold your toy. I will come in. Yes,
3: they appear to still be out there. What? You hear the kids? Yeah, they're right down not exactly we left them. More No,
6: we should not let them know what we know. Exactly. Perhaps they will warn what is lurking beneath this house, mm. and send them rushing all at once to us. That's it's an awfully
7: dark town to take the children.
6: I trust none of these beings now. Anyone of this house must be presumed as evil and to be dealt with with holy fire. I disagree wholly, Mr. Sarnax.
7: If for the children's sake, I agree that we should not alert them. We should not tell them what we have seen. But we should not presume them to be evil, as so many things are presumed evil which are not. We
6: We have almost died, you yourself. Almost died, Miss Isaacs. And it, who was it but those children that guided you, welcomed you, led you into this place of evil and death?
7: I have led myself, Mr. Sarnax, in the guidance and protection of this group, and of none other but then my god.
6: I will maintain my presumption. I will not seek to destroy them yet but we must not assume that they can be trustworthy simply because they appear to be children. We got one
4: room left. Uh, just kidding, there's a closet in here too. We got one room left after the closet. Uh, Professor, this uh, has this been satisfactory? It
2: go on and look in the closet. Uh, just go ahead and roll a, an investigation check for this room at advantage. Yeah, I'm assuming you're helping each other, so whichever yeah. one wants, wants to
3: do it. Professor.
4: What's your, your investigation has to be better than mine. It's
3: pretty good. Uh, two 16s. So, uh, 22.
2: You make your way towards the small closet at <laughs> oh. the other end. Um, yes, that small room. You open the door and it is a small closet that reveals a dust choked um, shelf. It is completely empty. Scanning around even further, yeah. however, your attention is drawn back towards the vanity. Where the silver jewelry box sits nearly in nearly perfect condition. The rest of this room dilapidated, covered in dust and cobwebs. This jewelry box shining as if it had recently been polished. And where is that in here? Um, it is. Oh, it's against the wall next to the bed. And we all know. No, I'm sorry. It's um, I believe it's actually against the wall by the uh, by the rug. Oh, and we all noticed this. So it's over so it's there. It's a gleaming
5: jewel. Okay. So, by the rug, so it's going to be by the tiger? By the tiger rug, yes. How extraordinary. What did you make of this, Professor?
7: Well,
3: why don't we take a look? No, please? Uh, no. <clears throat> please stand back. You're.
4: No, Professor. Yes. Let us, at the very least, let me knock some sense into you. We have been proceeding from floor one to whatever floor in the nine hells that we may be on now, and things have only gotten more and more decrepit. And you're gonna tell me that this beautiful, shining, glistening case is just there for you to open without any kind of consequence after we almost saw Miss Isaacs die. You you... hired me to make sure that nothing happens to you at all. I agree, and And that's why I'm asking you to stand back and let me do it. You don't have any desire for material things. You're here for knowledge. Do not mess with this thing that is very clearly out of place.
3: That is precisely why we must mess with it, <laughs> Professor. Yes. There could be clues. There could be knowledge. I fear i a second key.
7: I fear I've piqued your interest out of turn, and perhaps Mr. Shepard is correct that he should proceed. Or I. Shall I mean proceed. you no offense, sir, but Assistum. that you are stronger and uh, seem
2: to be more my worldly than. The yeah! jewelry box. You open the jewelry box, and nestled inside is are three gold rings, worth roughly about twenty five gold pieces each. A thin platinum necklace with a topaz pendant worth you would look at it. I would say Victoria, you see these, and you're familiar enough with jewelry. Um, worth about 750 gold pieces. The box itself is of impressive make as the mage hand holds it up and shines it around in the light. Um, it is a silver box with gold filigree, worth roughly around 75 gold pieces.
3: It seems to be jewelry.
2: Is it cursed?
3: Well, that is a fantastic question, God. You being a monster slayer, can you, can you
4: tell? Oh, yeah, sure. Give me one second. I rummage in my pack, and I just pull out a middle finger.
3: <laughs> what, what do you think
4: I am, Professor? This
3: isn't a beast. This oh, isn't right. a monster. It's a box of goddamn jewelry. Give me some time, good man. Please, please. Uh, um, I am going to uh, cake. Do, do we think it's
2: cur- I mean, this is, it, it's simply jewelry. I don't believe. Roll an arcana check.
5: Do we have any reason to believe this it's not covered in dust like the am, rest of the evidence? Am this I promise. the only
4: one to have walked all the way through this house and seen the things that we saw? Uh,
2: Seventeen.
4: We've walked past many things. We've
7: well, walked past
2: your um, familiarity with magic. Um, you're easily able to see that there is no magical um, nature to this. It's just simply a jewelry it's precisely
7: box. Precisely as I said, it's normal jewelry. This is a home. We have. We're in someone's home.
2: Miss Isaacs,
4: Professor, yes. I apologize. I have spoken out of turn. I understand that I am here to do a job. I only want the best for everyone.
3: I apologize. And your apology is, uh, of course, accepted. You've done uh, more than enough already, and I'll make sure to increase your pay. Assuming We are going to have this alive. This isn't about the pay. I know, but I believe you deserve it. Fine.
7: Let us continue. Please.
3: All right. I I propose we just leave that that jewelry as it is. Uh, it's it's not ours, and given that I don't want to, to plunder this place, um, we okay. okay leaving it. I am. Of course. I. That's that's my I vote.
7: I can't see that there's any other option, Professor.
3: All right. well. Read. Is your head cool enough to? Proceed, of course.
4: I, I, I apologize, like I said, I stepped out of line. No, no that's quite all right. Um, I'm happy to continue. Um, you're your employee, you're the boss.
6: I can only advise. Such a fiery soul, Shepard, would serve Garrix quite well. <laughs> Sorry, we've, we've talked, talked about this. this. There's plenty of time for that later. I'm interested. I am <laughs> still sowing the seeds, that is my whole thing. <laughs> Touche, <laughs> as they say. <laughs>
4: Or tush. I'm sorry, sorry <laughs> uh,
2: I, I ain't one of them city folks. I know
4: <laughs> no, sh- 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 I, sh- I apologize. Uh, I
5: apologize.
4: We got one we got one door <laughs> left. Is, is it alright if
3: I please please? I think
4: it. we'd I'm, better I try to handle it.
2: This dark room contains a wooden tub with clawed feet, a small iron stove with a kettle resting atop it, and a barrel under the spigot along the east wall. It appears the piping leads to a cistern on the roof that would have been used to collect rainwater, which was borne down the pipe and into the spigot, allowing for running water in this house. Turning the handle, it appears the plumbing no
5: longer works.
4: We've all seen the shining. We're moving on to the next door.
5: (laughs) I peek in the bathtub just to see if there's anything in there.
2: There's a thin layer of dirt and grime that's kind of a c- collected, fallen from the ceiling, etc. But other than that, there's nothing in it.
4: Uh, Shall we
7: continue upwards? Uh,
4: of course, but uh, Con, please don't uh, uh, make me out to be presumptuous, but why check the faucets and all the uh, water supplies?
5: Where I'm from, water is considered a source of purification. I'm constantly on the lookout it helps It helps guide my opinion of places of whether or not they have been desecrated like this one. And I, as part of normally my daily ritual, is I perform a purification that involves water, not fire.
6: A foolish presumption.
5: So you may think, not where I am
6: from. Yeah, you learn something new every day.
5: That's may all we all say. seek that which purifies us in our own way. Thank you for your very neutral opinion <clears> on <throat> <points. laughs>
6: When the dead rise and raise their clawed arms against us, we shall see whether it is water or fire which stops them.
5: I look forward to fighting next to you when that day comes, Sarnax.
6: I do as well. shall we proceed? Enough talk about
4: gods, please. (laughs) Uh, Sure, Uh, Professor, um, I'm on it. All right. And I'm gonna head back towards the- uh, My good man. Crimson marble staircase.
2: You head towards the staircase, and it is now, having turned and faced it, you see that this is where the staircase ends. It does not rise any higher.
4: Well, this is, uh, I guess, uh, Professor and Sarnax and ladies, uh, it's time to take that staircase that we, uh, found earlier.
5: So that might be the attic access.
4: I agree. And if there's any kind of potential threat where all of this tracking that I've felt is gone, it's, it's leading up here. I mean, we're running out of room. There's a very good chance that we come across something that we corner and uh, when monsters are cornered, they usually don't have any other option other than to lash out. So we may have a fight on our hands and uh, I believe that Kana and I will be able to protect all of you with Sornax's help, to the best of our
7: ability. Mm -hmm. and I'm ever grateful to both of you, and I suggest again that we both, all of us, move cautiously as we go upon.
3: Agreed. Given that we are entering the final floor and and a hidden staircase, I feel like there's potentially more danger ahead. If you wouldn't mind giving me 10 minutes, um, I might be able to detect if there's anything nefarious with this remaining part of our journey through the house. We've already spent a good amount of time here. I don't think,
4: I don't see a problem with 10 more minutes, especially if it's a precaution that might help us.
3: Okay, I will, I will be quick, uh, because I am able. So I'm going to I'm just kind of start casting and um, waving my hand sort of over the ground. And I'll uh, send some Arcanus. And then, after 11 minutes, or 10 minutes, I will cast detect magic as a ritual.
2: You cast your magic, and then you walk throughout this floor, and nothing uh, is called to your attention until you open the door of the small uh, storage closet. The broom in the corner radiates with the magical energy. Hold on a second. You look closer at it, and you see that this is not a magical item, but a foe, a broom of animated attack. Should you touch it, it would fight back.
3: This has transmutation magic upon it. Looks like we avoided, we avoided some combat here. The, the broom! The, yes, my good man, the broom. Is uh,
6: we shall no one touch it? Even the brooms in this foul place, are you certain we should not burn it no, here? No, just it
3: is doing no harm unless we touch it. Sarnas, my understanding.
4: And, and again, I'm not sure that even burning this place is gonna do anything, but we're gonna do what we can The Where? the godstaying broom. Think of the tortured soul that should feel
7: the need to arm a broom.
3: I agree. It's dark indeed.
7: Let us continue, just
6: stay out of this closet and I will close the door. I die. will lead the way. The Light of Gareth will protect me and I have a shield <laughs> 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 well, of
8: 18
6: AC. I by your uh, By all means, Sarnax. Staircase is yours. Shoot past me, good man. You, you
2: make your way back into the oh, nursery into the nursemaid's room, and you head into the stairwell where you had uncovered the wooden stairs leading up. You begin your ascent. The rickety wooden stairs groan in protest at having to bear your weight, but you're able to ascend them safely as you find yourselves spilling into a darkened chamber. The hallway in front of you is bare and choked with dust and cobwebs. No sconces line the walls, but even in the darkness, you can make out the faint outlines of doors along the walls. This web-filled room contains a slender bed, a nightstand, mm-hmm. a rocking chair, and an empty wardrobe. A small iron stove sits against the wall. Do you mind if I peek my
3: head in while I have this effect active? Do, Professor. Quick, stick, stick my head in. Hair of <laughs>
2: You, you get no uh, notes of magic.
3: Proceed.
4: Well, we got one more room on this side. It's easy enough. Fine. We should investigate, at least. Shall
3: we step foot inside? After you, Professor. Oh, no. All right. Judgment is drawn. I'm kind of, I'll you. will find the light to assist. As
2: you approach this room, your attention is immediately captivated by the wrought iron lock hanging from the door. Oh. The lock, in the shape of a windmill, is elegantly carved and shining as if it were made yesterday.
6: A lock. Very interesting. This was far more well-kept than the rusty lock downstairs. Perhaps it's for the key
3: that Mr. Morgan currently holds. I reach into my, uh... I don't
4: know what the hell you call this thing. Pull out the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh... Well, I look to the professor and say, uh... You want me to just give it a try?
3: It can't hurt. I mean, uh, do I sense any magic on the key? No. On the lock? No. Seems to be a normal lock, so I might as well try. All right, all right. I prefer not to have to use those tools all the time.
4: Key in the right hand, scoop up the lock with the left hand. Try it.
2: With a resounding click, the lock comes undone and the door slides open on its hinges, easily with very little resistance. This room, darker than the others, contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty wood-framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its sides and a dollhouse that's a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped in a thick layer of cobwebs. It is at this time that your attention is drawn to the small, drape, or the small shapes at the center of the room. Tattered clothes, moth-eaten, faded with age, adorn the bodies of two small skeletons. The clothing is familiar, but it's the strange cloth doll that is still head t- held tightly in the hand of the smaller of the two skeletons that affirms your fears. Its lopsided smile and a single button eye is the exact doll that Thorn, the little boy you had met outside, was clutching so tightly to his chest. No. Oh,
7: no. I thought you said you touched her hand. I did. I. I felt nothing strange, but. Oh no. This is clearly them.
4: Those poor souls. Oh my God. Some horrible evil, is somehow
3: taking these poor children, and is using them for its bidding. Or perhaps they, their souls, wish to be freed in some way. Perhaps it's not a trick at all. Perhaps it's their, their way to ask us to 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 free their their. They're bombs from this evil land.
4: If it's the last thing I do. Today, or for the rest of my life. We're gonna help those kids. We're gonna help this family. We're gonna purge this place of
3: evil for good. That's right, that's right. And some actually won't burn it, remember? We won't burn it, we will cleanse it somehow. With cleansing fire. No, no, no. was
6: purification.
3: I, I know you're all about the fire thing, but uh, as we've read in, the, in these notes
6: here, we... We can't put it down, it just... Whatever it, just, it was that killed these children, that have risen them as spirits, and uses them to do their bidding, will be purged in fire. Whether this house stands or not, that is not important to me. Sarnax, this is it. We're the monsters. They will fear us, Shepard. They all will fear us. Well...
3: Sarnak, should you say a prayer or something? Or perhaps Victoria, you, your god seems a little more amenable to to average tastes. Perhaps you, you should say something.
7: I pray always to the, the god Amater, the crying god. He weeps his tears upon those here that have suffered. And let us proceed on to free them from their suffering.
6: Uh, what is the floor made of? What damned no oh god no, is no. It?
7: What, what oh of course it is
6: i'm going to i'm going to reach right. down and grab the uh, doll
2: as you do this you see as these skeletons on the ground begin to shift they don't move however but two ghostly apparitions familiar faces that you remember from outside form and spill out from the skeletons. Rose and Thorn in their ghostly forms now hover in the air in front of you.
1: Please don't take his doll. Mrs. Zahnax, you cannot take that from them. That is our toy.
6: You children are trapped here against your will. I seek to free you.
1: We are dead, sir. Are
3: you, are you? Did we meet you before outside of this house?
1: No, this is the first time we have met.
3: Evil. So, it was a trick. Absolute, unfounded evil, children.
7: Surely not a
1: trick by the children, though.
3: Yeah, of course
7: not.
1: You can't put the on their souls. He would not play a trick on you. Just don't touch his doll. Thorn does not like that.
3: Where, how did you meet your end?
1: Well, it was very cold. You see, mommy and daddy, they locked us in here, and they barred the windows because there is a monster in the basement, in the dungeon beneath the house, and they said we would be safe up here, but then our nursemaid never came, and with it no food ever came. We got hungry, and I tried to feed Thorn with what we could, but the rats were scarce, and they did not last forever.
8: Mm.
1: We died hungry. Together. But Mommy and Daddy were trying to protect us from the monster.
4: Can can you describe this monster anyway?
1: I've never seen it. Mommy and Daddy just said that it was horrible, that it would eat us. And at nights, at at nights after their parties, we would hear the screaming, the horrible wails and moans of the monster. So was it, was
5: it in your home for some time before they fought it head on?
1: It's been in our home for a long time. And after the baby Walter was born, it got angrier and it ate more and more things. And then mommy and daddy made us stay here and they kept Walter from us.
3: Well, how, how can we help you?
1: The baby Walter never cried. He was a good baby.
3: He never cried. Is there some way we can help you? Can we, can we free
2: you from this place?
1: I don't know.
2: Can you? She looks up at you, her orb-like eyes, uh, though the colors are muted and changed from what you'd experienced outside. There is a look of silent plea to the look that she's
1: giving you. We would love to be with baby Walter again, and mommy and daddy. It
3: truly is a terrible place. So
6: you wish me to leave your doll where it is?
1: Please don't touch our toys, sir. It makes Walter upset. Walter or Thorn? Thorn. I'm just, I miss baby Walter.
6: So, all right, well. Do you know where your mommy and daddy are?
1: They to fight the monster downstairs.
6: Downstairs, how do we get downstairs to save them?
1: And as you ask that
2: question, she looks and her attention turns to the dollhouse that's at the edge of the room. It is the exact replica of the house you stand in now, and she
1: slowly points her fingers. There is a stairwell outside the room.
3: Outside which which room?
1: Look in the dollhouse, it will show you.
3: I'll go and I'll look and I'll see where-
1: Roll an investigation check at advantage.
2: What do you see, Professor.
3: Apple 20, gotta give it up.
2: Gotta us. give it up. 20 gotta 20.
1: give it up for an What's hey,
2: 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That As you look at the dollhouse, you see that every single room seems to be an exact replica of the room that you're in now, but the difference is that the library that you saw downstairs with the secret room behind it, that's depicted here. Same small wooden dusty tomes, the room in its full glory. You also see the stairwell to the attic that was hidden from you. It's depicted plainly in the dollhouse. And right outside, of the room you were just in, the spare bedroom at the top. A door enters down to a spiral staircase.
4: Uh, Professor, I, I know I know that this, the rest of this floor hasn't been explored yet, but I think at this point, understanding what's going on here, we do not want to spend any extra time that we may have loitering about in this dangerous house. And I think Sarnax will agree with me that we're gonna head right to the source
3: We're gonna slaughter whatever lays in that base. I do indeed plan to assist you in said slaughter, but children, do you know how long ago you died?
1: It has been a long time, sir. I'm not quite sure how long.
3: I believe we have time and we should leave no stone unturned. There could be more clues. There could be more valuable information in the rest of this floor, some kind of sense of what the monster is, some weakness. We should not, we should maintain level heads and fight the monster at full strength. At your wish, Professor.
6: I agree. There may be more that we need to purge on this floor before we begin our descent.
5: Have you seen or spoken to any other people like us since you passed?
1: Nobody comes to visit us here in the attic.
5: Have you been trapped in this very room? Or have you been able to move around the home in this your current This is where form?
1: we stay. Mommy and Daddy told us not to move, that the monster could get us. The door is right outside. They could come right in. Would you prefer when we leave that we close the door? You're not going to leave. Why would you leave us? Will we meet to go fight the monster in the basement? But when mommy and daddy went to fight the monster, they never came back, and then we got so hungry. Please don't leave us.
3: Uh, can you can you join us?
1: Would you like me to join you?
3: Yes, yeah, yes, please, please do accompany us if if you can.
1: And as you say this,
2: I are you willing?
3: Uh, I. Yeah. <laughs> I invited you, so yes, I am indeed willing.
2: You feel a strange power overcome you. Oh shit! Yeah, fuck up. Rose squeezes Thorn's hand.
1: It is okay, little brother. He is willing. He will keep you safe. As Thorn possesses you.
2: You feel as his tiny form lets go of her hand and floats towards you. The icy cold air around you as he (laughs) zoops into your body and you can feel him there. Your chest feels like a frozen tundra. And as you breathe out, it feels difficult to breathe. And as a professor, you've heard of ghostly possessions before and the ghosts overtaking the host, but you feel like you have full control over yourself. You are now possessed by Thorn, and you gain this following flaw. I'm scared of everything, including my own shadow, and weep with despair when things don't go my way. Professor, are you all
3: right? Yeah, yes, yes, I'm all right. I don't think I'm possessed. Sonic, don't. Get any ideas? Get the
4: professor's alright.
1: Thorn is safe with you, and the monster will be killed, and we will not be alone. He's, he's inside of me? Yes, he's safe in there. And she reaches forward. Who will take me with them? <laughs> will you do it, pretty lady? I will do it. Come on, ah, I don't know if that's
4: the best course of <laughs> action here. For
5: your safety, I will do it. Thank you, pretty one. And you
2: see as she begins to float up off of the ground and you too feel that same strange, cold energy zoop into your body. Your skin feels icy to the touch and as you breathe out, it's as if you're standing in a cold, wintry morning as your breath creates uh, a sense of smoke in the air around you and you feel uh, Rose nestled somewhere inside of your body, and you gain the following flaw. I like being in charge and get angry when other people tell me what to do.
5: She is safe within me.
6: Humans are weakened by their sympathy.
4: Sarnas, again, I keep saying this, but I might have to agree with you.
7: All the same, Kana, you, you hold that dear child within you now,
5: and you must be cautious. I will, and I will lead us to victory. I say we all make haste to the basement immediately. No,
3: no, we shouldn't make haste. We should, we should, we should take our time, and we should make sure that we check everything, so that we're as prepared as possible.
4: Connor's the only one who's agreeing with me about going right down to the basement.
3: No, any, all of this immediately. No, no, we don't know what's down there. You have no idea. I mean, it's,
5: we do know what's down there. No,
6: we don't. It's a horrific monster, but we don't know any details. We must be very cautious. Fear has overcome you, Professor. Think about what you are saying. Kana, rashness has overcome you. Think about what you are saying. Let us take a measured, quick approach. We'll open the doors. I will open the doors. Garrett will protect me. I do I not
5: think fear. I will open the doors.
6: Very well. I will be beside you.
5: Great.
3: Please, I will stand in the back.
6: Fine, uh, again, Professor, you're in
3: charge, so tell us which direction to go. Just, 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 uh, that way, and I point at that door. Uh, very well.
5: Which and door do you point at?
4: Not, not the one to go downstairs. No, 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 This one.
3: No, we must, we must check every room just in case there might be some secret weapon to kill the monster, or, or who knows what.
5: Uh, I, I walk past him and go open the door that's uh, down the hallway. To the larger that, room?
4: No, you mean to the spiral staircase, or Where?
5: I, I go cuz he wants to open yes. that door, I want to open this door. Oh. Connor, okay. Ka- no, that's not what the professor was saying. I don't take his orders anymore. No, this I'm what? here to this
1: protect is, her. In your head me. you hear, yes, let's go in that room. Who do they think they are trying to tell you where to go? This is exactly. my you know expedition. this house better than anybody else.
3: Don't Thank forget you. this is my expedition and I am saying we should go in that door. Why and do you in mean protect your her? head you hear,
1: well you don't want to tell her where to go because she will get mad and she will hit you. Oh she will she
3: will?
1: Please don't please don't make her angry.
3: Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Hold okay. my
1: dolly tight. Where are where is my body?
3: Oh well, I don't want to be hit. That
1: might hurt very much. You see
2: as he starts talking to himself Randall. It might
3: hurt very much. No,
4: no,
1: Connor, yes, that
3: is
4: on that, so
2: five. Six, what is you, going on here. Are you here? going
1: to leave my body in there with my doll? You need to get my doll. for I'll, I'll get you, Of course, of course. Professor, uh, where are you going? I have the
3: doll, and I'm going to grab the doll, and I'll, I'll put it in my
7: jacket. Mr. Shepard, we have lost control of this expedition.
4: I
3: haven't really felt like I've been in control this
6: whole time.
2: Cling, right,
7: cling tightly to the professor. You feel... Do not f- let him out of your sight. Fine.
2: Clayton, you feel a strange attraction to the skeletons that are on the ground before you, and... You feel like you can't leave them behind.
3: We, we, can't, we can't leave these, the remains of these poor children. What, what do I feel like I should do with it? Take it with you. Take it with me. Of course, of course. Uh, Curio. No, 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 professor, no! The case opens up. I'm going to try to grab I'm going them. To Make a
2: to, contest. Please, please let me do this. No.
6: Uh, um, what kind of contest?
2: Desipate. Please
4: do uh strength contest that to see, I guess. Oh, sounds like real strong. Four. Uh oh well I'm stronger than that. I rolled an eight, so uh oh I plus plus zero. Yeah, eight. Eight to four. So you're
2: you're able to wrench his arm back. He still has his case open.
4: I'm I'm trying to pull him away out of the room from the skeleton. No, it's not
3: right. I mean these poor children, the remains are are uh, 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 lying here. We should take them with us. No, Professor. There's nothing we can do about the remains. We just need to save their souls. Come on. Well, no, no. I believe we need to save their souls and their remains. I, I believe. Please. This is my expedition. If you want your bonus, please. I don't care about a bonus. I care about your safety. And I'm trying to pull
4: there's him out nothing, of the room.
2: There's nothing. There's nothing safe about this. I would say this. He would have had the bones on him. So you take the bones.
6: Oh fuck.
2: But you're able to pull him out of the
6: room. No. <sighs> Professor, I'll
3: slam the Oh, please, we, 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 will, we will do good by the, by their remains. We will, we will make sure that they are respected and, 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 and sent off as soon as we free their
6: souls. Sarnax, this is getting real difficult. Shepard, let us continue to indulge them. The, we- the thing about weak minds, and I will teach you something. You tell them what you want them to hear. You indulge them for a time, you observe, you learn, and when the time comes to get what you need, you will have all of the information you need. Let us follow, let us observe. You keep an eye on the professor, I will keep an eye on the warrior. And we will destroy whatever is in the basement, and if after that they are still not of sound mind, we will make the decisions we need to. I don't like where you're going with this. I do not either. Fire. Darn. Darn. Agreed. Agreed.
7: There are no paths before us to lead without shadow. So
2: I will walk beside Miss Kana, and we will proceed, oh. all of us together.
3: Oh, yes. yes. I'm with the professor. I'll oh, be in the back. Please, so, yes, yes. You are splitting,
2: and Kana is heading towards the other room. And I'll and be with Kana, And you guys are going towards the other. I'm going with him
3: I will say, in the amount of time
2: of you guys collecting the bones and having that argument, Victorian Connie easily would have made it to the other room. Oh, Hold on, but I don't want to make her mad, right? Yes. So what he told you was, don't tell her she can't go. You will make her mad. Oh no. no, no. Okay. So yes, yes, we should continue. This is my condition,
3: after all. And uh, Shepherd, please, can you open the door that I told you to, told you to? Fine.
2: So I'm here. So we're going to open yeah. kana's door first. You open the door. The door screams on its hinges as you pull it open to reveal a quaint room. The quiet of this room disturbed only by the sound of the grinding of the door hinges as it swings open and the light sound of rocking. A slender bed sits off to the side, a nightstand to its left. A cursory glance shows you a writing desk with a stool, a moderately sized wardrobe and an iron stove. A rocking chair slowly rocks back and forth in the farthest corner of the room. A smiling doll in a lacy yellow dress sitting peacefully on it. As you continue to stare at the doll, her smile fades into a look of malice. As her head falls forward, her cloth body going limp on the chair, and the rocking stops.
5: I attempt, while well, I speak out loud, to um, Rose. Um,
1: what was that? It is just the house, it will play tricks on you. Can I
7: hear, could I, one, could I see what happened and two, could
2: I hear- You can't hear
5: Rose, but,
2: but I you can hear, hear Kana
5: talking. I let you know, the rocking chair began to rock and there was a doll on it smiling at me. Now it is limp and no longer rocking. And Rose is telling me that the house is playing tricks on me which I think we've gathered now. There are no other spirits that share this home with you, Rose.
1: Not that I know of, lady. Shall we
5: proceed? I fear we have no
7: choice.
2: You enter the next room. This dusty chamber is packed with old furniture. Chairs, coat racks, standing mirrors, dress mannequins, and the like. All draped in dusty white sheets. A rusty iron stove is barely peeking out of one of the sheets. The stark black coloration of the iron a harsh contrast Mm -hmm. to the sea of white. As your attention is drawn to the stove, you notice a large wooden chest wedged beneath it, a padlock visible on the front, but not latched. You move forward towards it. As you lift the lid of this wooden chest, you're met with a strong putrescent odor. A lithe feminine skeleton is curled into the bottom of this chest, wrapped in a tattered bedsheet stained with dried blood. The wooden boards at the base seem to be swollen with the remnants of her bodily fluid. (sighs) As you look closer, the face is exposed and you see, almost not at first, but as as you look closer, you realize that this is the body of the specter that you fought in the bedroom below. The nanny? The nursemaid in her outfit, soaked in bloodstains, knife wounds littering her body, many knife wounds, too many to have been made by only one person.
3: Uh, Mr. Morgan, Mm. there's been Mm. evidence of another murder.
4: Who in their right mind would even think to do this to a
1: body? And as he says that, you hear in your head, That is the lady that gave birth to my brother. He was so beautiful, but he did not cry.
3: Wait, so you're saying that this is the mother of your brother, then who is your mother? And why no, the
1: she... mother of my brother is my mother. She's just the lady that gave birth to my brother.
3: I don't know if I understand. Your mother is different than the woman that gave birth to your brother.
2: So, going back to the story that you heard, if you remember the, story of a child, remember the letter that Shradanya left, yeah. mentioned a stillborn baby and an affair. From an affair. Professor. I
3: understand. Who now. are you talking to? I'm talking to the child. To, to my Thorn. name is
1: Thorn. My
3: my, my good please clutch Thorn. my
1: dolly tight. I want to hold her.
3: Okay, okay, of course, of course. And I'll grab the the dolly in my jacket. Um
1: Oh, I see. So
3: this this makes sense now. Your brother Walter, this is him this is who gave birth to him is that right
1: Yes she's the lady that gave birth to him and he didn't cry because he' a good boy
3: oh I see now and so she was she was murdered she was murdered
1: What do you mean she was murdered
3: do, do you I mean she just
1: stopped bringing us food oh she oh. we were locked in the bedroom and we were told do not leave because there is a monster in the basement She was to bring us food every night, but she did not come. And then we got hungry, and my Dolly told me that it would be okay that she would come and she would bring Walter, and we would be able to play with Walter, and I would be able to share my Dolly with Walter, but she didn't come. And then Dolly stopped talking, and then Rose stopped talking, and then I stopped talking.
3: I understand. This was, you know, so out of character. I get the sense that this was the maid. The you, best.
2: yes, that is the nursemaid. You fought her specter in the um in the nursemaid's suite with the uh, nursery.
3: I'll the doll. Uh, I I understand now. Don't you worry, so, Oh No, don't, don't don't worry at all. Even though. This is very scary. You we are should get warm. this together.
1: You are very warm. I like it a lot. Thank you for keeping me safe. Of course, of course.
3: Of course. Uh, we will find a way to get downstairs, of course, and we will, we will make sure that the monster is defeated. I will have everyone go first so that you're protected, of course. Of course, I can stand in the back and, and make sure that you're okay.
1: Yes, we will not let the monster get each other.
3: Uh, Shepard, may you please uncover all of these things and make sure that there's nothing else in this room. I'll, I'll stand at, I'll stand at the door. Are you feel all right. Yes, yes, I'm feeling fine. Are I'm just, you sure? I'm going to stand at the doorway, and I will watch you, and I will use my main channel from afar and assist you. Um, and and let's just make sure that we that we take a look through this room, please. Fine. And I'll begin to, one by one, not
4: systematically, just first things I come to, start taking the cloaks off of the things that are covered.
2: You do this. You find many things. Chairs, coat racks, standing mirrors, dress mannequins, and all the like. Uh, Different pieces of furniture. But outside of this strange box that looked like was an attempt to hide the remains, doesn't seem to be much else but storage.
4: Um, Do we see the door at the other end of the...
2: You room. do, uh, it is a stained glass door that leads out to a balcony as well that uh, looks over the um, back of the house.
4: All right, Professor. We've, we've shared the room. The only other thing out there isn't the balcony.
2: Why don't you take a look, of course. What, what?
4: I'll stay here. All right, Professor. And I'm out of here, and i And I'll head over to the balcony and I will uh, attempt to open the door.
2: You open the door and you make your way out onto the balcony. Night has uh, sufficiently fallen over the village of Barovia. And the twinkling lights, though not immediately in front of you, cast a strange, eerie glow over the other side of the house. You peer around the side and you can see the way that they flicker to and fro and the few um, buildings that seem to be illuminated. But other than that, it's just a balcony.
4: I'll uh, I'll just turn back around and step inside, and as I as I step inside... You know, not shout, but loud enough for the professor to hear me to say, "There's nothing out there. It's just a balcony."
3: Uh, all right, then let's just meet up with the others quickly. We need to get down yes. into the
4: basement immediately. Of course, of course. We'll do make our found... way. We'll make our way back towards where we saw the rest of the
6: group walk off.
2: You do that. We all accumulate in the main hallway.
6: I, I would say in that time, Con, uh, Con and I and, and Victoria would have um, just done an investigation. I don't know if we need to roll for it. Just.
2: Uh, you do that, and I will say you guys have found everything that you Check, could have God, possibly God, found. I figured.
6: Did you find anything? A corpse. Another corpse. Is everything all right? And I'm going to look at you, like, giving you like a knowing look. Things are. a man of. to the shepherd. Very yeah, well. I'm obviously displeased.
7: Professor, you seem quite shaken.
3: Well, I mean, look at what we've seen here. We just found an evidence of another murder. There's so much death, there's so much, so much trauma there. Uh, I will, I will, I will tell you later, but we must...
7: Forgive my impertinence, Professor, but perhaps you should tell us now. We proceed into darkness we do not know.
3: Well, in the room that we investigated, we found the murdered corpse of... The woman that gave birth to Walter, the, the young baby that's sibling to Rose and Thorn, and
7: their mother, yes.
3: The, no, not their mother. Their, their mother's a different woman. But the yeah. woman that gave birth, of course, was the uh, nursemaid. Um, My God! I, I will not say more of it with children in in our in our presence. But I think I think we need to think we need to go downstairs perhaps or maybe we should stay here I mean I mean I don't know what more we can do I, I think
5: uh, there's tortured so I,
3: I, I, I don't know what, 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 what awaits us so uh, perhaps I mean Thorn, what do you think I'll grab the, 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 the dolly
1: I think that we need to make sure that the monster is finished so that I can spend time with my brother Oh, I, 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 okay, okay, I want yes. to rest now.
6: What, what are you grabbing, Professor?
1: I'm just, just grabbing Thorn's little dolly,
6: that's all. May I see the doll?
3: Please don't give him the doll. Uh, no, no, why, why would you see the this why doll? Why
6: would you not want to give me the doll, Professor?
3: Because it is not yours, it
2: is Thorn's doll. It would make me cry. It, it would do. Can make... we hear this, or is it just no, You, you it can just try. hear what Clayton says.
6: You are unwell, Professor. No, I, I'm Have a fine. seat. No, I, I,
3: look, I'm fine. We must continue. We must get down. The children would like to meet them. The... Please, please. Can we just go downstairs, please? Sorry,. Right.
4: I understand your concern. I think maybe going to the basement might be the best remedy for all of this. Perhaps so. Let we us must continue. move forward. Very well. Thank you, Miss Isaacs. Very well. I agree.
5: I want to walk up to the rocking chair and the doll that like went limp and I just want to pick it up and inspect it.
2: It's just a normal cloth doll. Was the house playing tricks on you yet again.
5: Tana. i throw it back on the chair. Is everything all right? This chair was moving earlier while you two were in the other room. On its own. Yes, it was rocking on its own.
1: The house doesn't like you.
6: I don't, I don't like, like it. Well,
5: you couldn't hear that. Oh. I say I out loud that. I don't quite like the house.
4: Is it I don't like it? Are Why? you prepared to head to the basement? It's the only place left. We
6: need to do what we need to do. Absolutely. Is everyone all right with this?
5: Yeah. Yes. yes, allow
6: me to go first.
4: Please allow me to go last. I will shine my light into the darkness. Normally, Sarnax, I'd be right behind you, but I'm going to stay with the professor, all right?
3: Yes, no, no, please, please, please stay with me. I'll be up front with you. I'm not leaving. And yes, they can go ahead. Thank you, thank you. Miss Isaacs, you want to take the middle? The middle.
7: I will follow, Mr. Sarnax. My soul is not at ease here, but it is mine to put before you to prevent you suffering, should it come.
6: Let's go down the stairwell. All right.
2: You open the door. A blast of fetid air hits your face as you open the door to a narrow, spiral staircase made of creaky wood. The staircase is contained within a five-foot-wide shaft of mortared stone that descends deep into the bowels of the house. Thick cobwebs fill the shaft so densely that you're barely able to see more than five feet in front of your face. You continue, moving. It takes a while. You expect to see doors coming into focus, but... None happened. This goes directly from the attic, deep into the earth, farther than you expected to go. Finally, the wooden spiral staircase comes to an abrupt end as you spill out into a narrow tunnel made of rough stone, slick with moisture and speckled with moss. The moment you arrive in this dark place, you can hear the faint sound of an eerie, incessant chanting begin to echo throughout this place. Ah, 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 ah. It's impossible to gauge where the sound is coming from. It feels like it's reverberating around you. The tunnel stretches southward before branching east and west. As you get to the intersection, you begin to look about you. The dungeon level of this old house appears to be carved out of earth, clay, and rock. The tunnels are a mere four feet wide by about eight feet tall and are supported by thick wooden posts with crossbeams. Peering at the ground, you're still able to see centuries-old human footprints in the earthen floor leading each way. And the chanting continues.
4: You are all now level two. I would like to again attempt to track this monstrosity now that we know where it is.
2: Roll a survival raise... check at advantage. Monstrosity.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Twelve again. Damn. You Yeah, not great.
2: Reach your senses out similar to what you had done upstairs. And yeah. it is stronger here. It pulses a little more rapidly and you feel the pull. The direction it's coming from, you're not sure, but you sense that you are following the right path.
4: That thing, that beast, is definitely down here. Hundred percent. Exactly right. And it shall die in the fire of Garrick's.
3: Do do, do you have any kind of, do you have any idea what kind of monster it could
4: be? Uh, Unfortunately, Professor, I do not. Uh, They're, they're, this, this house is full of, evil magic and trickery and I haven't been able to get a good sense or, or even direction of where this thing is but I can only confirm what we've been told that it, it, is, it is residing down here in the basement
1: oh no did he say that there is evil magic in here sir please protect me if the monster is creating some kind of evil magic I don't want to fall to it
3: oh, well if there's evil magic at foot perhaps I'll let you deal with it yeah, yeah, of course, Professor, that's why I'm here. Well, uh, carry on, we should start investigating, I'll be back here. Uh I'm going to
5: ask...
1: You should lead the pack, because you will probably know much better where to go in here. You hear inside of your head.
5: Oh, I definitely will. Uh, Rose, <laughs> do you have any indication of um, what the best way is to move forward?
1: I would go both ways, but maybe to. The left? No, the right. I don't know. You choose your smart. <laughs> but you live here. I've never been down here before. Oh, she's never been down here before.
6: Come on, we should stop asking the devil children for advice.
1: I so believe dumb. we will go down children. to the right. Uh, he I am Badid. To I'm the left. La- to the
4: right. Sarnax, I appreciate your decisiveness, and I've uh, got your back, as always. Professor,
6: I'm staying with you. I do not trust this. The the longer that this goes on, the more I observe, the less and less I trust this.
4: Agreed. Well, uh, yes, just make a decision, please. What did you say, Sarnax? Right. Done. Let's do it.
2: Rounding the corner, you are met with several crypts hewn from the earth. As you scan the passageways, you see that each crypt has a large rough stone door that closes it off. So you take quick note that some of the crypt doors are not sealed, but leaning against the inside walls haphazardly. So I will say that you explore essentially what's there and you can see that each of those are crypts and should you want to invest each crypt. yeah, one? Yeah, um, okay. everything that's exposed, you oh. have been able to gleam all of that currently. And so you know that those are crypts. You could just let me know if you choose to investigate any of those. So we
4: should pairs. not peel them unless we choose Unless to. you choose okay. them.
7: Professor, there are many rooms hiding secrets here. Do you choose to uh, investigate any? Or should we... No, I mean, the... we should...
3: We can take our time. We should probably investigate everything. Make sure that that we're not missing anything.
4: I'd feel better if we killed whatever was down here first. I agree, but...
7: There seems a sense of urgency. I can't place it, but... I, I, I feel anxious like we
1: must continue. Well... uh.
3: And what, what would, uh, phone, what do you think?
1: What do you mean, what do I think? I just want to
3: start an I mean, are you, is it- professor, professor, do you think that this A of this. Well, then, then, go ahead. We will lead the, the, the way. way. Sue. Not Not sue. these children, the ones that are living.
1: I don't like the one that is yelling at me. Oh, he okay. makes me uncomfortable, and I feel like I can't contain myself. Uh, and I you
2: feel like a pulse in your <laughs> chest as uh, thorn, thorn starts no, to get, oh, thank
1: you. you. Thank you.
2: Yes, My so
1: dolly sorry. is here with me, it makes me feel better. I'm longer. gonna just take the professor's
7: arm in mine and just walk next to him. Thank you. Thank so you go ahead.
4: Go ahead, please. I'm, I'll, I'll hold them off.
6: Don't worry. Covenant behind, Shepard behind her. Agreed. Let us go. Where Professor are you going? Are we so good to proceed?
2: Please. You're not investigating any of the tombs.
4: Not yet, at least. Okay. That—that's the agreed upon. No, we're no, not investigating any of the Again, I, I understand that this is your investigation, and, and I will do as you say. But Sarnax is, is leading the charge here, and I agree that we need to move forward.
5: Uh, we are leading the charge. Not one single person is. But I think we should. Why address- are they
1: trying to take us away? I like it right here in that one, and you and you feel as against your
2: will, your arm points up towards one of the cribs.
4: Uh Now, Con, I, I I don't mean to be presumptuous, but you've been very amenable up to this
5: point. What?
2: Well, Sarnax has made
4: a decision, and we're going with it.
5: That is great. I agree with that decision, but he is not the only person making that decision. I think we all need to be in agreement. What are you pointing towards? Oh, I just noticed that. I don't know. My hand just lifted. I think Rose is guiding us. Which is it? Which, which threat is, threat is the
2: it? child? Mm-hmm. Guys, she is pointing towards the one that is directly, the two that are directly in front of where you, yes, those two right there.
5: He thinks we should go in here. I, I mean, I don't necessarily.
1: If Rose thinks we should go, sir, we should probably go. She knows.
3: No, I, I agree. I agree with Connor's suggestion. Of course, of course. Please, please do lead. Kanna. are getting outvoted by
6: invisible forces. Well, we will see where it leads, and that will inform our future decisions.
5: Rose, you said you've never been down here, but you want me to go into the crypt? It
1: is pulling me towards it. I want to go there. What is pulling you, child? I don't know.
4: I unsheathe judgment, and I follow behind wherever Walk the group decides.
7: Walk further, and we will see. Everyone, Karen, what are you feeling?
5: I am being pulled by Rose, who is being pulled by what I imagine is the- She does not know what pulls her? She does not, but it is some sort of sixth sense, and I imagine it is tied to this home, so I suggest we all be on alert. She's very wise, and we don't want to upset her, so we, we, we must continue. Indeed.
6: I will go where she points, and I'm gonna go in the direction she points. And then I'll, I'll pull the professor and uh, Miss
4: Isaacs in that direction as well, if you're not willingly already headed that way.
5: I'll stay next, next to the professor, just kind of grasping him.
2: Right, right. You walk forward. You feel supernaturally pulled towards this place, the two of you. And as you step into the small alleyway in front of the, or the small entryway in front of the two doors, you see that the doors themselves are not sealed, but there are names etched into each one. Roosevelt Durst upon one, and Thornbolt Durst upon the other. You feel as if you are moved against your will as you slowly make your way in. Two small coffins line the very back of this room. This is where
1: I think I need to go to sleep.
5: I think so too, Rose. I think you need to pass on and be at rest and no longer trapped in that room um, in the attic. I think this is where I
0: want to go to bed. Does she hear you? And you
1: hear in your head. This is where I want to sleep too. Do you have my body? Yes, yes, of course, Curio. Can you... Tuck me in, sir, with my doll. Of course, of
3: course. Love the case up and I will reach in and I will take out his remains and place them in the thorn, what's his name, Thornwald?
2: Thornwald. Thornvold. Thornvold. B-O-L-D-T. Bolt. Bold. And
3: I'll take my hat off and take the doll out and I'll place it. You can please rest now and let us Take care of the cell monster, okay?
2: As you lay his skeletal remains into the small coffin, you feel a... from your body as the spirit lifts itself out of you and slowly begins to descend into the coffin to its small skeletal form. Its earthly remains going back to where they were intended, no longer locked in the horrific room upstairs. And as he slowly sinks into his form, you see his spectral hand reach out and grab his doll. He looks up at you, his eyes bright. I am
0: so tired. Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you, and and please, please don't worry at all. We will, please, please rest.
0: You find,
2: as he fully sinks down into the skeletal remains, you are no longer possessed by the soul, or the spirit of Thornbolt.
5: I walk up to Rose's crypt. Does it look like- Do you
1: have my body with you?
5: Did you grab both?
3: I, I guess what I You did, yeah. Yes, I I have her remains as well.
5: May I have them, please? I will uh, I'll I'll
3: just open my case to the or to the holding portal. That's that that's in. And I'll let I you got it. Got it.
1: Make sure you tuck me in tight, okay? Because the monster is scary. And if I'm tucked in tight he cannot get me. Absolutely. I'm so sleepy. I'm
5: sure you I would be too, Rose. And I lay her body down and I try to arrange all the skeletons in kind of like a cozy fetal position,
2: and as you lay the skeleton down upon the bottom, the bottom of this tiny wooden coffin, you feel that same <sighs> exhalation from your body as she, her spectral form, slowly makes its way out of out of you. And she hovers for a second in front of you, her tiny spectral hand glinting in the faint light from Sarnax's lantern. She slowly runs it along your cheek. You are so sweet. And she looks back at all of you. You
1: are so kind to rid the house of this monster. Hopefully, you will be able to protect Walter the way you protected us. And to save my parents. But for now, I need to sleep. I am so tired. Sleep well, Rose, and long. Good night, new friends. Good Good night, night,
2: And she slowly sinks into the skeletal remains and disappears from view. You all have inspiration.
6: Oh
2: Oh, fuck!
8: I will step forward
6: and I will I'll pause a moment and cast a light on each of their their tunes. I was wrong. I apologize for my overly cautious presumptions. You children were nothing more than victims, trying to sleep and rest. I'll reach into my uh, cloak and I'll pull out a small branch of Edelwood which has a small like, wailing face on it. I'll place it down in the middle portion here and I'm gonna cast sacred flame on it. And as it burns, I'll stand over it and I will hold my lantern up. And as I stare into the flame, I'll uh, say, both of you children know that the fire of vengeance burns as brightly as the fire of garyx what whoever or whatever it was that brought you to you to your end will suffer a far worse fate than you did we will avenge you on garyx's name i swear it garyx give me the power to destroy
0: How tragic, when even innocent children are snapped up into the all-consuming jaws of evil. At the very least, our heroes have been able to put them to rest. They even managed to survive the horrors of the Death House. For now. And yet, there is so much to explore in this haunted place. So much lurking in the darkness. Watching. Waiting. We shall see if the expedition can make it out alive in Part 2 of Chapter 1, Death House. In the meantime, if you wish to watch Legends of Aventris tell similar stories of Dungeons and Dragons every week, you can follow us on Twitch and join our community on Discord. All links are in the show notes. We welcome you to our Aventris family.